0: That's really cool.
1: Straight arrow. You have myself, Troop Scout leader, Dustin Lays with Beef, with me in the clubhouse today.
2: This is Denim Riding Dolphin.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Also known as the historian. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, across from Riding Dolphin, adjacent to Lays with Beef, you have myself, I, am Miles, a.k.a. Chief, runs with Ben's. It was our worst intro ever.
2: (laughs) I dig it. Let's roll with it. Okay.
1: Before we get into this meeting, let's kick it off like we do the rest with the straight arrow oath. For those of you in scout uniform, three finger salute. For those listening at home in civilian clothes, hand over your heart and repeat after the historian.
2: A straight arrow tells the truth. A straight arrow loves dolphins. A straight arrow never puts capers on their fruit pie.
3: <laughs> and a straight arrow is always against Bill H.R. 57, which would allow the importation of South American propane.
2: Can I get a round
1: table? Wema Tanya.
2: Wema Tanya. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Oops, boy. I, on right, well, I want to go first. Now, Ask what, me what I'm sippies on.
1: What's your sippies on?
2: This one's delicious. It's a, it's a Gladstone Brewing Company. It's a Belgian single. Uh, it's uh, 4.5%. Uh, she's from uh, 204, 244 4th Street, Courtney, BC.
3: Oh, that's just up the island.
2: It's mm-hmm. just just up uh, Highway 1.
3: Just a hip scorpion and We're
2: a a jump. But it's floral, dry, and crusty. I mean citrusy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mine is uh, also from the island, a little bit closer. This one's actually just a stone's throw. This is from the Longwood Brewery from here in Nanaimo. This is the Buried Alive Raspberry Ale. I believe we've had this in the warehouse. (laughs) That's a big favorite
2: of mine. Is that mine? Did you bring that from home? I
1: got this one from the store.
3: I kind of believe you. It's a a good one. You go to the Longwood Brewery, you have a pint of that, and you pair it with their blueberry-dusted calamari, and... Now we're talking.
2: I uh, I'm a big That's fan of the Longwood. It's they got some great food, uh, amazing cakes. I've been told at least by one person.
3: They were making craft beer before it was cool.
2: They were, yeah. They,
1: yeah, they got the big um, uh, the big brewery right there in the restaurant. You can kind of see it going. Yeah,
2: on. they actually have a have a new brewery now. Um, yeah, it's mm-hmm. separate.
3: That was uh, just for show.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a... Well, one's for restaurant, one's for, like, production. Um, Apparently, they actually have different brewmasters, I was told recently, that they've diverged, but the beer's all good anywhere you go. Yeah, it's delicious. I'm glad I got this one.
3: And I've got a blonde ale from Tofino Brewing Company. It's tough city brewed. It's nice. It's, like, kind of plain, but, like, in a good way. It's just, like, crisp and clean, and it's kind of, like, what I felt like today. And, uh, yeah, Tofino's great. I love Tofino. And their Mm -hmm. beer. If you are
1: ever coming to the island, that's probably where you're going to go.
3: It's a little little jewel there. It really is. So
1: uh, congratulations <sighs> to all for getting fantastic beers for the pub host today.
3: <laughs> Thank you for acknowledging that. Yes.
1: So that brings us to a little segment we like to call listener feedback. I should preface. We are recording this before actually releasing uh, the past episode, Sleight of Hank. So we don't exactly have feedback from that episode. But we do have a little bit uh, from Twitter that we'd like to share.
2: I'd like to share some feedback we got on Twitter from Kayla Wondolowski. Who wants to just like let us know that Pauly Shore is still out there. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, uh, him and Big Ed from 90 Day Fiance are doing some uh, Instagram videos (laughs) together. Do
3: you you guys know
1: who
2: Big Ed is? Yeah, he's this guy. Yeah, I I, I know who that guy is. My comment was just that I'm happy to see Big Ed is still out there. Yeah, he's got his own brand, man.
3: I thought about that sock when, I, when you first said Big Ed. You remember Ed the Sock? Ed
2: the
3: Sock, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, apparently Metallica has sympathy for hardcore criminals, but not for web-savvy teenage headbangers.
2: So another one I wanted to mention here was uh, Robert C. Samuelson. So, because uh, 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 like, I was away from the social media orbit for quite a while. Yes. Um, apparently he had messaged us to remind us that the hierarchy of the American military...
1: Oh, because we always forget this. Which is hit. something we
2: always forget. And I promised him that I would uh, remember his statement about it in like the next time that that comes up. Because I'm always confused by it. Yeah. So next time that comes up, I'm going to mention that. But more specifically, he reminded us of a movie from Matthew McConaughey that we missed called tiptoes oh, and I, t- I showed you guys oh, the trailer oh, oh, for oh, oh, that
1: yeah that movie doesn't exist
2: no it does no
1: that it can't <sighs> like... Ooh,
4: I don't understand who green lighted those projects
2: Ooh, that, that like
3: was it... bizarre it looked like something of like the Tim and Eric World, or something. It really, <laughs> it really does.
2: But it's got Gary Oldman in yeah. the role of a lifetime. And that,
1: that's where I think it's parody because there's no way the, the narrator's like, You want me to say this? Yeah. Like,
2: <laughs> for, for those of you who uh, aren't familiar, as we were definitely not familiar with this, it is about um, Matthew McConaughey's family are all dwarfs. Yes. And he neglects to tell his fiance this before a big meeting, uh, yeah. a family meeting. So. Hi, uh, Hi Jinx and Hyjinks in 2 it in 2 Yeah it's
1: uh, you, you could imagine
2: Yeah so I need to watch <laughs> this movie Maybe I'll get back to you After I've seen it
1: um, Peter Dinklage is in it Just for those who are Big Game of Thrones fans
2: I, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan But I fucking love Peter Dinklage
1: I mean yeah I guess you don't have, yeah, Fantastic yeah he, He's actor. awesome Like he's good In An Elf um, And then also What I was wanna... that movie
2: Where he ate mushrooms And play, and went LARPing
1: was... Role models No Was he in role models I don't know They go LARPing in role models No
2: it's a different one Anyway, I don't Um, know. He's in some funny stuff. Yeah, totally. He's in some good stuff. He's a good
1: actor. And then uh, I wanted to shout out the Texas Wildflower. Uh, She's been an OG fan for a long time, and she actually went out and purchased a bread maker uh, due to your review. I uh, hope. The historians.
2: Yeah, I'm waiting on that feedback. I would have assumed that Amazon would have delivered it by now, but hopefully you don't have to go another few days without fresh bread. Yeah, because apparently it's the worst without it.
3: Mm -hmm. Are you a... Bread making salesman now.
2: I'm like I was telling Allie. I was like I think I should be getting some commission on this. Like, <laughs> I'm all, like if if Hamilton Beach wants to sponsor our podcast,
1: I would love to have Hamilton Beach yeah. as our sponsor. Oh
2: yeah, I, mean, I got their kettle. I got their bread maker. Well, That's all I got. But
3: I mean, the big I'm two, open the to big i yeah.
2: I'm open to more. Yeah, I I my toaster needs to be replaced. No shit, my microwave is Hamilton Beach also. There you go. Get at us at at me Hamilton Beach.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a cough pod.
3: When was the last time you decrumbed your toaster? Today. Good.
2: I decrum it every day when I return it to the f- to the cupboard where it lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's impressive.
2: It's got a nice little trap door. If you keep up on it, it doesn't take much. Not bad.
1: But I think that concludes our listener feedback segment, and we'd like to move on into some episode info from our
2: historian. Well, this episode is—we're still in season three. This is episode 16— and this is our 51st episode of King of the Hill. It is entitled John Vitti Presents Return to La Grunta. It first aired on February 23rd, 1999. So we're like a couple days after this one.
1: We're kind of like on par with their releases now, I've noticed. We were pretty close to the last one as yeah.
2: well. Mm-hmm. Kind of fun.
3: It is fun. Um, yeah.
2: So, I mean, if you couldn't tell by the title, this episode was written by John Vitti.
3: Was there any excla- or explanation on why he just got to throw his name into yeah. the title? Why he's so special?
2: <laughs> See, so what I think is that uh, this is his first episode that he wrote on King of the Hill. So I think maybe he just wanted to make a splash. Oh <laughs> my pun god. There. Fucking eye roll.
3: But um, how it got green lighted, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure maybe it was like an inside... Joke between them, the the crew. So
2: again, he is known as more of a producer than a writer. Actually, um, he was he's worked on The Simpsons. Like he produced for The Simpsons before this, um, from like '92 until like a while, and then uh, The Office. And he produced eighty four episodes of King of the Hill.
5: Um, oh, yeah. His other
2: writing credits after this include The Simpsons movie, The Alvin and the Chipmunks movie, and Angry Birds. Okay, and he wrote a total of five King of the Hill episodes, and this is his first.
3: So he must have been another one of those guys that Greg Daniels just liked, and was just like, "Hey, I'm going to keep you around. You do good work. Come yeah, to the office with exactly.
2: me." Exactly. Yeah, he did write a couple episode, two episodes on The Office, I believe, but he produced for years on on The Office. So, I kind of think that, like, I mean, it does seem to me like it's a bit of an inside joke. Like he must be like, "Hey, I'm like, I like because he's a producer." I don't know. Maybe he's like, oh, here's my big writing uh, break. <laughs> it's like, uh, pr- like John Vitti presents like, I don't know. Maybe.
3: I always remember like thinking about this episode and like the title in particular and like just being like, like who the hell is John Vitti? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for him to be like the, like the dolphin, like the showman or like something like, Yeah. but this episode was directed by Gary McCarver. That
3: name sounds familiar.
2: It's going to sound familiar next week. Also, spoilers. Um, This is his fifth episode after Square Peg, King of the Ant Hill, Jump and Crack Bass, and Propane Boom. The synopsis for this one is, uh, while Luann gets a job at a country club, Hank has an unpleasant encounter with a dolphin.
3: So, to start this episode off, we find the Hill family. Hank, Peggy, and Bobby, they're all sitting around watching TV while Luann Luan comes out of her room, a.k.a. Hank's den, and she's looking for a very specific amount of money from Uncle Hank. <laughs> she's looking for twenty-two fifty, <laughs> And she's having a night on the town with her friends. They're going to go see a movie, they're having dinner, and she also wants to play the claw machine, but she could withgo the popcorn... To play the claw machine. <laughs>
1: and, and it's funny too because, like, I know claw machines nowadays probably cost about a buck. Yeah, mostly. So, would you say back in 1999 it would be a buck as well? Or would you say it's about a quarter? Because she wants to play that claw machine eight times because she wants two bucks for that fucking claw
3: There's machine. something in there that she wants. And she's <laughs> realistic in the fact that it's not going to be a one or two time effort. Well,
2: let me slow you down here. <laughs> okay. It's probably I'm, a
3: lobster harmonica. I'm
2: a bit of an expert when it comes to claw machines. I learned the tricks of the trade in Blackpool. I put them to test in (laughs) Vegas. And I've I've got those machines down. I can take a look at there and tell you what I can get and in roughly how many loonies I'll get it for you in.
3: Was this a contributing factor to your carpal tunnel?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, because I never played... Because that's the thing is like you don't play it for very long Mm -hmm. because then you're losing. Um, When I was in Blackpool... The woman was like uh, loading the machine up and I was watching her do it. And she's just like, here you go. Check this out. Like when I load it up, you ain't going to get anything except for the one that I put up on top. And if it's at, like she explained to me like how they stack the machines so you know what's up and like and it's pretty good. Like I've I've I <laughs> in those videotapes of us, there's our trip to Vegas in 2003 when I was too young to gamble remember
1: this. So we were in the underground gambling uh, (laughs) midway games of the Excalibur. Yeah, the arcade.
2: (laughs) And uh, I was just – and in the video, I'm going around and I'm like winning the, all this shit. And I'm just like – dad's just like, what is he fucking going to do with all this? Like, <laughs> so I started just giving them out like to other kids in the arcade. What's up, I baby?
0: I didn't <laughs> want yeah. them.
1: You want this bouncy ball? <laughs> <laughs> you want
2: this Dilbert stuffy? <laughs> yeah.
3: You pick up a bouncy ball with a claw machine. You should be winning like a 1000 bucks.
2: Uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I, I love those fucking claw machines. I just I love arcades.
1: I know. It was like, I think uh, not our last trip, but the trip before when we went with uh, Elder Little Pond to Vegas. Yeah. I think like our first stop was an arcade. New York, New York. Yeah. We, like we didn't, we went right to that. Oh,
2: wait, no. We went to Excalibur Arcade cause to kill time because that's where the Tournament of Kings was. That was our very first night in Vegas. When we were upstairs and I was crushing the Guitar Hero. No, that was a couple nights later at New York, New York. Oh, okay. We went to Vegas and we went to we went. Remember, we went and bought our tickets for the <laughs> Tournament of Kings. Yep. We went straight to roulette, won yeah. double what we spent on uh, dinner yeah. and the show, Which and then was we're dope. like, that was well, paid for. we were like, okay, well, I don't want to lose this. So let's just go downstairs to the arcade." Yeah. And we played in the arcade until until the show time. until the show because okay, yeah, like running. the arcade is where the yeah. entrance of the show is. there's
1: multiple arcades that we went to <laughs> almost as oh. much fun as gambling in my
6: opinion look here's sixty dollars now i lived for a month on sixty dollars thanks to I the- guys
3: i
7: got sixty dollars
3: <laughs> <laughs> i love just before that when like because like my original thinking is that hank is just gonna say no immediately yeah, to land, but, but he starts to reason with her and he goes, it'd be a lot easier if you just asked for a round number Whole every numbers. now and then, <laughs> instead of having to listen to you explain what it's all for. I love, I
2: food. love then Hank attempts to explain what $60 is worth <laughs> and she's <laughs> like, just like, she just sees dollar oh, the door. signs. Oh, <laughs> oh, the dollar. She's
3: gone. And like the seat concludes in a very funny way because Hank's like, maybe we shouldn't like keep like, letting Luann live like this, like, maybe that's what's wrong with Bobby. And they both, like, take a long, hard look at Bobby, and he's just sitting there, like, five feet away from them. Oh, wait,
1: what does the TV say? It's like, and now I can confidently bite into a crisp apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: that
2: is it. <laughs> well, I, did anybody else notice Luann's hair? Yeah, I it a pony.
1: I, it was in a ponytail. But, but it was all short. So like, Well, I think this... that's just because of the ponytail. I don't.
3: I don't either. I think this episode was made at the beginning of the season and aired in a different, out of way out order. Think so
2: yeah, so I actually looked at the production code because yes, it, like it. This is her hair is is different in this one, and apparently this is the last one in code before her hair is fully grown back. Oh okay. And like every time I look at things like this, this specific incident throughout this season. For things like this, I wish that it was in uh, order of what they. Intended.
6: Yeah, my Betsy left her job at the La Hotel. She could put in a good word for Luann. What's the job? Golf course drink girl? Hmm. This um scene
3: it reminds me of the deconstructing Henry episode where Hank is doing all that handiwork for men and he's just like, Oh, I'll go pick you one up. I was headed to the hardware store anyway just for fun though. So yeah, that's his that's... fun is just <laughs> bullshitting at the counter with these other just dudes. Exactly. And that one dude is guaranteed a truck driver. He <laughs> had a vest and a trucker hat on. <laughs> he was <Yeah>.
1: like <laughs> And and you know it's so funny too because I know it was intentional. One of the guys, he has like a bit of paint on his forehead and it's like because <laughs> it, I know it was intentional. And it wasn't miscolored, but it made me laugh extra hard because I was visiting with my dad yesterday. And he had paint on his cheek from yeah. doing, like, the bricks outside of my parents' trailer. Yeah. So it was just like, that's so classic.
2: Like, <laughs> it just reminds me of going to the comic book store. I don't go there most of the time to buy nothing. I just want to chat with the dudes. Hey,
3: you are just seen what's happening. What's now?
2: What's
0: now?
1: <laughs> but as for the actual content of this uh, fun that Hank's having at the hardware store, uh, he's... I don't know if exactly he's complaining, but he's mentioning Luann and how she doesn't really know the value of money and maybe she needs a job. So there's suggestions for her to go get a job at La, La Grana. And uh, there seems to be an opening as a drink cart girl. And there's some nice insight to the La Grunna Hotel here.
6: I went to the La Grunna once. It costs $8 just to park there. You get 200 washers for that. Four hundred at the Megalomart. What's that supposed to mean? Now calm down, guys.
1: <laughs> 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 but uh, it's it's funny too because I think that's a like it's not a very hard setup, but it's a soft setup for a joke that comes later, because of how expensive the parking is.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, like like again, like I'll happily spend a couple extra bucks at the local comic book store rather than going to chapters and buying a book there.
6: This is why I shop here. It might cost more, but it's worth it. 8 cents. I've got a family.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and that also
3: is just funny why Hank is there. Like what does he need a single bolt and nut yeah. for? <laughs> like you he's just know. he's just making use of the trip.
2: Oh yeah, well it's it's almost like therapy. Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> Um, But uh, so, I mean, it seems like him and Luann had the same idea at the same time that Luann needs to find her own ways to get some money. And she decides a yard sale of (laughs) whatever's in her den is is going up for sale.
3: (laughs) I love how just helpless she is.
6: That's my helmet phone.
7: I'm sorry, but I can't just starve to death as convenient as that would be for you. (laughs) (laughs)
6: <laughs> <laughs> like she's
2: getting fed
3: <laughs> I know 60 bucks. She just wants to go to the movies every night with her friends I'm
2: sure she blew the 60 bucks on the On the claw, claw machine because yeah, She like. doesn't know yeah. the tricks But uh, but I mean Like do you Like Hank doesn't charge her grocery bill Does he like I mean
1: I don't know the details But I, I don't imagine think. that she's free to get whatever she wants out of the pantry
2: That's what I would assume Yeah I
1: mean she's
2: she's family She's company But no, like, I mean, yeah, she probably just like, you'd think she would think about going to the Hotel Ireland, like Rad taught her some tricks there.
3: (laughs) Well, how's she going to get there? (laughs)
2: Good idea. <laughs> After Hank refuses To allow her to sell The helmet phone Which by the way Looks fucking dope I was just gonna yeah. say
3: That thing's sweet
2: I want yeah, one I wouldn't I'd be pissed If somebody tried to sell mine Yeah I want one uh, I don't even have a phone line I don't <laughs> know what It would be good for
3: It's funny to picture That I guess Hank Must have taken All of his den stuff And maybe just Stuffed it in the closet And then Luann's like Oh I need a quick buck Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like there's Like
2: I'm sure Didn't she has Did anybody else Catch what else Was in the box No there is
1: some of, like, Luann's junk in there. There's some hairbrushes and books and, uh, like, a rolling pin, hair roller, mirror.
3: There's oh, uh, man. There's, like,
1: there's regular
3: junk in there. You know, I always buy my hairbrushes used. <laughs>
2: no. That's, like, the time that we went to that yard sale by our old house, Dustin. And there was, like, somebody had, like, a potpourri dish that was mixed with cigarette butts. <laughs> and it was on the table next to a used loofah. <laughs> I think Emily and I looked at it and we were like, what the fuck is going on? Like why like why are you selling this?
3: Oh my god. Attempting to sell yeah. this.
2: <laughs> yeah. They were gonna they were willing to negotiate on the price. <laughs> In the ghetto.
3: On a cold and
6: gray Chicago morning, a poor little baby child is born in the ghetto. In
3: the ghetto. But Hank found out from one of his good unnamed hardware buddies that there is some meaningful appointment. There's a great job, a perfect job for her at Legrenta.
1: Legrenta. Yeah, she
6: can be her own boss. <laughs>
7: Well, hey, uh, why not me?
6: That a girl?
7: I'll be my own boss.
6: Uh, no, you'll have a boss, but the tips are all under the table.
2: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, uh, okay. It's great. I, I know what she means by I will be my own boss. Like she means of her life. Like she'll finally be in charge of where her money is coming from and going to. Um Hank doesn't understand that concept, but... Just because it did remind me exactly of like when I got my first job. Mm -hmm. Um, And now I know what your boys' first jobs were, but why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners? Start with Dustin.
1: Okay. Like my first official job?
2: Yeah, your first job that was like money that wasn't coming from mom and dad.
1: Okay. Your first SIN card job. Yeah, Yeah. so that was at the movie theater.
2: The movie theater, yes. And it
1: was fucking dope. I even remember it was dope for me. (laughs) <laughs> because
2: you couldn't drive at the time and someone had to come pick you up from your shift and if they went a couple hours early they got to watch a movie for free until you were done work
1: that's true it awesome. I do remember coming in after I was done to watch Transformers
2: Oh my god! it was tra- it the, was the and- last one I ever saw because I think I went with Ryan uh, uh, and he was Fixing Bear I think at the clubhouse anyway we went to pick you up and we're like oh, let's go watch Transformers so we went in there and like, you come in and you're like hey, I'm done my shift. And we're like, sweet, we will just like, there's probably 20 minutes left of the movie, right? <laughs> and you're,
5: like, you're like,
2: there's 50 minutes left. I was like, you're probably fucking kidding me. And it was clearly the end. Like, it was the climax. Yeah, like, yeah. they had been robot fighting for, like, 20 minutes already. And I think we just got up and left. Because I was like, I'm done. If yeah. there's another hour of this, I'm out of here. I haven't watched a Transformers movie since. Yeah,
1: uh, but... Uh... I do remember the first thing that I bought, too, just just based on we were talking about, you know, what you did with your money. Um, There was a skateboarding shop in the mall that the movie theater was at, and I would go eat my lunch in the mall every day. No, it was flip side or front side. Oh, front side, okay. And uh, I remember going in and being like, man, this shirt's really sweet. Wait a second! Yeah, I got my own money, and I <laughs> bought that shirt, and I wore it back to work, and I was so proud, nice. gangster. Yeah, it was sick. It was a, it was like a, like a minty green element shirt with a spaceman on it. I know the shirt. Yeah, that was my very first I shirt. shirt I purchased myself with my own
3: money. <laughs> I uh, I do remember seeing your smiling face at the movie theater, uh, and that that was always nice to see. My first official job, well, like, I had a couple under-the-table jobs. I was the water boy for the local hockey team. <laughs> I worked at my dad's buddy's chainsaw shop for a bit. Those
2: jobs were kind of connected.
3: Yeah. Uh, we were all neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my first official job was just down the road from here, washing dishes and smoking weed at the Jingle Pop <laughs> Pub.
2: Yes. And I brought the weed.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was.
1: It seems to be a pattern here with
2: of and other people's
3: jobs. Was, <laughs> it was great because yeah. I was on call for the first, like, whatever like five or six months, I worked there, and then I got my own like permanent shifts, and they were Sunday night and Monday night, the two slowest nights of the pub. So by like eight thirty, well, like the manager would leave at like seven, so it's just me and these degenerate Gen X fucking skid (laughs) cooks. Like the one, Keith was rad. The one dude, (laughs) the one dude had a barcode tattooed on his wrist, and he was just like every every conversation just was like fucking government this.
2: Big but, pharma's trying to get yeah. me, man. But I had
3: the one buddy who was a cook who was a year older than me, and and he was the one that, like, really took, like, reins of the place because I was like, it's my first job. Like, I want to be, like, do good. And, mm. like, you know, I, I dropped off my resume in a fucking collared shirt at the fucking Chinko Pop Pub. And he's like, yo, dude, it's, like, super slow. He's like, you want to go watch Trailer Park Boys? And I was like... <laughs> like, in the pub, and he's like, yeah, why not? And I was just like, <laughs> sweet. And that was every yeah. Sunday night at 9. The Trailer Park Boys aired on <laughs> Showcase, so him and I would, like, get a bunch of munchies from the deep fryer, yes. pour ourselves some drinks, I love non-alcoholic, it. of course, and of we just course. go sit in there in a booth in the pub and watch Trailer Park Boys. It was I, great. Awesome.
2: I did love that pub because, like, it was, like, the neighborhood pub, and our neighborhood is, like, it's an interesting neighborhood. It's situated, like, in the middle of town yet it feels out of town yeah and so like i remember going to that pub at 16 and you could always order to take out and like my friend and i would go and we would order like the two for one steak dinner uh to go mm-hmm. and they were like and if it was like slow enough they'd be like just go eat it on the deck like Mm -hmm. that's allowed like we'll allow it like you can smoke out there we aren't giving you any drinks (laughs)
1: that's that's funny that you mentioned the neighborhood thing because like i remember like when you know you could drive and then you started hanging out with girls from other high schools and then i remember when like i was hanging out with a girl from the north end and then she like drove to my house and she's just like wow like you know you don't even live in Nanaimo, right? (laughs) I was like,
2: (laughs) yes, we do. There's one street over and we don't.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Well, I wanted a job at the movie theater. I got a job yeah. at the movie theater. At, I had an
1: inn. My cousin worked there. Mm-hmm.
3: I got a job from there at the job fair at the high school. They're like, yeah, we'll hire you. And then my mom was like, no. Like, there's no way I'm picking you up at, like, 1 in the morning oh, from, uh, from like, Central Nanaimo. So I had one option. And that was the jingle pod because it was a five-minute walk from my parents' <laughs> yeah, house. Yeah.
2: From that same job fair at the high school, I got my first job. And it was at the local... Grrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr <gasps> Grocery store <laughs> <laughs> uh, That was a good job. I mean you were there.
3: I went there right after I quit at Jingle I quit yeah. on New Year's Eve. An hour before my <clears> shift started <throat> because That's, I... You wanted to party. I wanted to party. I had like four bucks saved up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck else do I need? I
1: think we told our listeners a little bit about this job. The grocery store? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, a, it, it
2: was a good job. I, I remember the first thing I bought after that. What? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> my dad gave <laughs> I mean, me the... The <laughs> of weed. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad gave me that, the whole talk of like, ah, you got, you're the first one in the family who's got like his own money. Like, you're not like... No, uh, like
3: your brother over <laughs> here.
0: <laughs>
2: well cause Dustin and I both like worked for my dad's company doing like Car our cleaning. jobs and stuff here and there so it was like all the money that we earned was really just his money, money and yeah. and and my mom and dad they both work the same business like they yeah. both own the same business so it's so I, he was like you're the first one in the family bringing in outside money <laughs> like, <laughs> and then I was like yeah what are we gonna do so he took me to the record store downtown and I bought. Super Star Wars for the Super Nintendo and nice. A Team season five on DVD. What the fuck? do like I fucking love the A Team, but not season five. Season five is a bad season, <laughs> which is the only one they had. I forgot
3: um, to mention what I bought with my first yeah, let's yes, hear paycheck. It was my very own Xbox three sixty. Arcade he Edition.
2: Up. Arcade edition. Not yeah. he didn't save that much.
3: No, it was just <laughs> the, the cheapest one. Well, I didn't have
2: any yeah. games and for the next two weeks. And that's the <laughs> thing, <laughs> one week. Save on foods. No, this was too Oh, Pot. that was before. Because that was the thing about uh uh direct save on foods. Direct Friday. deposit every Friday. It wasn't bi weekly. It was Every week, every time th- goes a lot faster when yeah. you get paid
3: weekly. I know, and it was like a hundred and what 140 bucks we got each Friday. It was yeah, like just d- enough for like yeah. beer and smoke. I did. And- the first <laughs> thing I
2: did save up for actually was an Xbox 360, which is still the only Xbox I've ever owned. And it was again because, like at that age, I couldn't afford a PS3, <laughs> <laughs> those things were like a thousand bucks, <laughs> like Canadian.
3: <laughs> We've now returned. To Lagranta, and you'll remember Lagranta from Good Hill Hunting, where Bobby went and shot his deer.
2: See, and that's funny because like before I watched this one, my girlfriend asked me what episode it was. I was like, "Return to La Granta. She's like, "What do you, what's, what's the return?" I was like, "I think it's the I think it was the Mitad Condo." <laughs> I thought that was Lagranta. But mm, no, no, obviously no, but
3: yeah, no, that's where Bobby Winshot is dear, but uh, we're here. It's Luann's first day. She's meeting her boss. I guess it's her boss or possibly the other golf country girl, but she is a peach.
4: The golfers are cheap because <laughs> oh, I'm a woman. I'm supposed to be Miss Mary Sunshine. <laughs> well, the hell with that. I had no idea you were a woman. <laughs>
7: <laughs> just take these drinks out to Sybil.
2: Have I ever told you guys how much I love Luann? <laughs> yeah, yes. You have. Yes, you have. That's the best.
1: That's
3: the best. Uh, line. Just... I think
1: this girl's name is Marge.
2: Or oh, Sea Hag. Yeah. I think is what they
3: yeah. call
5: her. Be sure and tell him, Large Marge sent you.
2: <laughs>
5: Large Marge.
3: <laughs> After um, Luanne makes that rather offensive comment, she's like, here, just take these drinks to hole seven. So Luanne takes her golf cart full of drinks and heads over to the uh, this party of golfers. And they are so thrilled that it's her and not the old sea hag.
1: Yeah, they, like, they give her, like, a wad of cash.
3: Because mm-hmm, Luanne's, like, closing her eyes, getting ready to do the math on this. Which is, and like, he's the like, big build-up
1: that she's worried
2: about. Well, because she's been told, like, as long as you can do basic math, you're fine. She's like... Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: she did the math before she got there. She had them double-check it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, no, and then totally, actually, like, I didn't... Because I have seen this episode before, obviously. Yeah. But um, I hadn't. I didn't remember, like the Luann part of it. Yeah. So like I didn't remember where it was going. Yeah. And like I like when I saw like these guys like be all excited about Luann, I was like, yeah, like that makes sense. Like she would do good at this job. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know where it was going.
1: Yeah, I kind of. I mean, as soon as I heard the first line from them, I had a pretty good idea of where it was going.
7: Excuse me, did you order these drinks?
3: Yeah, but maybe I've had enough. You look a lot better
1: than you did 15 minutes ago.
7: (laughs) I had them check my math so I know it's
2: right. But we did see the sea hag.
1: We did see the sea (laughs) hag, but I mean, obviously... Anybody with
2: eyes would have said that. Yes,
1: (laughs) but they're obviously dirt balls and like yeah. when it comes to being the cart girl like i'm sure you do get a lot of abuse from golfers who are just oh dumb. yeah they're just you know they're having fun and they're with their buddies and it's the perfect
3: well like that's like that's the thing like golf <sighs> courses aren't stupid they know what makes money the golf courses that we golf at are far from like La scale country clubs yes. but like there's one like it's like you hire a very attractive golf cart girls I don't, trick
2: know, girls. I don't, I don't golf
3: there okay
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's well, the only one I golf at <laughs> uh,
1: but uh, it was funny because like I was watching this with my girlfriend in the room she's just like why aren't they golf cart people and i was just like uh,
3: it's
2: just kind of the way it is yeah
3: well like even
2: bobby wants to be a golf cart girl <laughs> that's don't what I mean. that in front of your father
3: <laughs> that's what i was gonna say like even in the next scene bobby's like is there anything i can get you gentlemen yeah
0: <laughs> okay
7: i can do this
4: hey it's all yours as long as you don't let the sea hag bring our drinks anymore <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, that's
1: that's, Fry. that's definitely Fry.
2: That's Billy West. That's yeah. for sure Billy West. Because
3: he's he's no longer like a guest voice. It's just additional voices like him, okay. David Herman, and yeah. like the uh, Johnny Hardwick, like Pete, or I guess Johnny Hardwick's a main star, but yeah, uh, he
2: But that is that was Billy West for yeah, sure. Good cat.
3: I'm pretty sure David Herman was the guy or one of the guys at the hardware store.
2: Okay. Was G?
1: And we'll, we'll ask you when we get there. But where we are now is we're back at the Hill House and. The man is thrilled.
3: She had a great first day.
1: She is bragging a little bit to Peggy and to Bobby about all the perks that come along with being a golf cart girl at La
2: <laughs> And
7: we can eat what's left over from the buffet, and we get to use the kids' pool until 7 a.m. Well,
5: how do I get a job like that, huh?
7: Oh, Aunt Peggy, I don't know. The other drink girl is a woman your age, and the golfers don't like her.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, she's definitely won over bobby
1: oh yeah bobby is interested in this role because uh <laughs> he he's in the kitchen right now grabbing a couple of grape sodas
4: i could be a golf course drink girl is there anything else i can get
5: you gentlemen Bobby, don't let your father see you do that, honey. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, how many episodes has it been now where Bobby has like taken on the role of like server? He like, <laughs> loves it. He loves <laughs> yeah. to
1: host. Yeah. It's his favorite
0: thing.
2: Hosting's a fun thing, but I actually kind of think it's more like that. Bobby's like a like he approaches all of these things from like an actor's, like a dramatic, like understanding. Like he's like he always seems like he just wants to know a bit more about that kind of thing. like
1: Yeah, I, you know. I hear what you're saying. He, he Not does, that Hank
2: would understand that,
1: that. No, but you're totally right. Like, he wants to do what looks like what they would do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he wants to have the appearance and the presence of...
2: Have you ever... There was this old commercial, and I, I'm taking a fucking hard detour here. All right. There was this old commercial, I think it must have been for beer or something, way back in the day. I'm kind of <laughs> looking at you because I don't think you would have seen it. But, like, like, way back in the day when, like, There was like, it was like a beer commercial where like the dude was like in his kitchen and like he was like doing the dishes or something and like his friends were watching the hockey game and like he grabs the TV and he puts it up on the, on the top of the fridge and he had like an island and his friends all like, he cracks the Budweiser's for his friends and hands them to him and he like, and then his friends all sit up at the bar at his kitchen and then like he just like puts the drying towel like on his shoulder and he like pretends he's a bartender and I was always like. Damn, having a home bar would be so cool.
3: <laughs> like, I feel like I know what you're talking about. I could definitely know, like, that era when, like, beer commercials were cool and funny. Yeah. And not just, like, a slow-mo of it being poured into a uh, glass. <laughs> before
2: before we could drink beer.
3: Yes, exactly. I think before
2: I was even interested in drinking beer.
3: Yeah, when it, was, when it was back when it was like, Dad, can I have a sip of your beer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: but, was... like, I would have been about Bobby's age at that time.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: so, like, I could see how, like... Just like you know, like that little bit of like, oh, like pretending, like I don't know, like I remember making like breakfast for my parents and pretending it was a well, yeah, restaurant.
1: We made menus.
2: We made menus, <laughs> and there was eggs. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. It was eggs. So that if you wanted eggs, <laughs> if you don't want eggs, then you fucking make your own <laughs> breakfast.
1: <laughs> I
0: was like,
1: Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that commercial sounds awesome. But <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I thought, wait, were you we going to cut out the part of the menu? Have you heard about my cocktail menu? Oh, fuck,
1: whatever. Okay. I work
2: real hard on that cocktail menu, boys.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we enjoy it. And Luann <laughs> works really hard at her job, and that's why she now wants to thank Uncle Hank. That's a really nice
2: thing of her, I think.
1: I think so, too, because presents for no reason are... Fucking awesome.
3: She's pulling a Bobby when Bobby gets money, but like in a generous way, not just getting yeah. Bill to do her chores. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> but and just so, total high roller.
1: Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know if you've noticed, I've noticed it already. There's been about two times where Luann's had lines where she makes these really fun noises where she gets really loud and excited about stuff. Oh, she's so boisterous this she's episode. She's very boisterous and so this, I believe, is her third time.
7: No, 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 no. That's no good. I have to give him something he really loves. Something that'll just make him go, wow!
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, she's saying, no, no, no. She's not getting Hank. Hans. No, exactly, because yeah. that's, that's what
1: Peggy always gets Hank. It's Peggy's thing. And what, what did she get him wrong what, that one time? Socks? Now, <laughs> what a disaster that was. No good.
2: Uh, I hate getting socks.
1: <laughs> I honestly like getting socks because I, I go through socks like fucking candy. Like, I make a hole in a sock so fast. I'm I don't a fan know of buying like my own.
2: <laughs> I'm a fan of not having socks that I don't pick up.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. But anyway, so now I believe it is Luann's mission to get opinions and advice to find out what present she should get Hank.
2: So she finds herself in a familiar place for Hank because she's really trying to be in his uh, his his world. his world to get a feel for what he'd like for uh, just a, an anytime present.
7: I've noticed that Uncle Hank doesn't wear any jewelry, so I'm going to get him some jewelry.
6: That's not what he needs. I know a man who can remove Hank's fingerprints for him. But believe me, pay the extra and get the $50 job. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it, and uh I mean, and Boomhauer, hes like pretty ahead of the curve on this, on his suggestion.
1: Oh, I'm super into Boomhauer. Like, I'm pretty sure this is his only line in the entire episode, and like, this is a Boomhauer banger. Like, th- this is good Boomhower. It's dang old Wednesday.
6: <laughs> I, I tell you what, man. That boy need man a dang old electronic system, man. I never don't miss me, man. Check it out. Okay, wake up and be at about five, and then go up and have beers, and then go and hang it out of, out of. So we're pick up nap, come back and work a nap, and maybe like that. Oh, man. the a dang old Wednesday, man.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> man. Of course, he's talking about getting an electronic assistant. Yeah, to tell him to go pick up beers and
1: maybe work out or something. I don't know.
3: I think there was a nap thrown in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a dang old Wednesday.
3: But, yeah, that, that like, recording sounded like when you're watching cops and the yes. radio goes off like, yes. rrr, like, it's <laughs> That's so, so
0: perfect.
3: <laughs>
2: Well, it's funny that, like, that's what an electronic assistant was back then. It was just recording. It own. was literally just a fucking tape recorder. It was just
3: an adult yak back.
2: Yes, it was a yak back. That is what it was.
3: I fucking loved yak backs.
2: I love yak backs. I love the commercial for yak backs.
3: It reminds me of Twin
1: Peaks, the detective who always just talks into his like tape It reminds me of recorder. my
2: damn cell phone is what it reminds me of. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll be like, Google, play Oingo Boingo, and it'll be like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question though. Do you guys like talk to your phones and shit? Like, Never. And, Justin, do you?
1: Yeah, I also have one of the Google Homes.
2: Okay, yeah. Do you talk to it? Use it? Yeah, and, and Cass gets really upset whenever I'm mean to her. Okay, <laughs> well, so she gets upset when you're mean to her. Yeah. Do you now? This is what I always find myself doing, and I feel stupid whenever I do it, but I always say please.
1: To your, I mean that's fine. That's I say please.
2: Habit. I say please to it, but sometimes it starts doing whatever I, before, so the please gets confusing. And then if you say thank you, it's like I didn't get that. It's like it it, it it's not ready for you to be polite.
1: It's not. It doesn't have manners. <laughs> no, it doesn't have them. No, I think my favorite thing to do with the Google Home is to say, "Okay, Google, never play that song again." Oh. And I'll remember that. Thank you. Thanks,
2: Google. It's listening to me. See, it's saying it right now.
1: Sorry, I did just set it off. Um, But we get some insight here. Yeah, Google,
2: play Oingo Boingo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Google, call me Server Daddy from now on.
5: (laughs) You'd like me to call you by the name Server Daddy. Is that right? Yes. (laughs)
3: Yes. <laughs> yeah,
2: I guess so.
3: Thanks, Goggle.
0: <laughs>
3: Back in the alley, Bill.
1: We get some insight to life before Peggy.
3: At first, it's a real fun uh, suggestion from Bill. And it, by the end of Bill finishing what he's saying, everyone has their head down. And I'm, it's very depressed.
1: I think, I think this is how a lot of Bill's sentences go. Because he always forgets the sadness attached to every memory that he has. So he's all excited to remember that this time when... And then he continues on to remember how poorly it ends.
6: You know, Hank and me, we used to go bowling. And I'd tell people we were brothers, and he was better than me. But he'd let me win sometimes, and we'd stay out way too late. And maybe if you bought him another bowling ball, it'd be like before Peggy came. (laughs) (laughs)
3: This is so absurd, because Peggy came in grade 12.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that Bill is
3: referring to grade what when he, they were fifteen and sixteen. <laughs> well, and do they you go think it might have been together?
2: when he was still like an uh, unmarried man?
3: No, it's before, Peggy
2: So it was when they were like fifteen.
3: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I and remember like that's also the only time where they may ever pass for brothers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. With me, it was like. There's a weird time where bowling wasn't cool to me, like, and it was definitely around the ages of 15, 16, where bowling's not cool, but Actually... Then, yeah, like, bowling's super cool when you're a kid, and then it becomes not cool, and then it becomes very cool again when you can drink.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't... Well, I mean, I, I guess, but at the same time, it always felt like a place... Like, swimming... Actually, swimming never became cool again. But no, bowling always felt like the place where you could go as a teenager... And it felt cool. It
3: felt like a bar. Or it something.
2: felt like a bar. Like you'd see your friends and like your parents would let you go there without supervision. And like it, you could go and get fucking loaded behind it.
3: Fair enough. It and, was, a, and you also I gotta, loved
2: getting drunk behind the bowling
3: alley. Yeah, we did that a lot. But you also got to think this is like <laughs> 1973, maybe bowling. You know, I'm sure. I've seen days and it. Confused. <laughs> that bowling
2: alley is sick.
3: Yes, exactly.
7: What man doesn't like a nice soap or candle? Oh, that bottle of Vicks is really expensive.
3: Like, Luanne's browsing the uh, LaGrunta gift shop for something for Hank, and, like, obviously he doesn't want a candle well, or a big bottle of... a
2: candle. Of... I love candles.
3: The woman working at the gift shop suggests something, and it's a little bit
5: skewed. Why don't you get him a gift certificate? There are lots of things at the hotel he can use. I bought my husband a round of golf. And our love life has never been better. I've never given the
1: hardest side eye to my girlfriend while watching this. Like, <laughs> y- you
2: hear that? Because yeah. like, <laughs> well, like, I was wondering, because, like, she doesn't say Uncle Hank before. She no, she says
1: think, he. Yeah, so she thinks it's for a lover. So, yeah. it's Or a boyfriend. Uh, yeah. Whatever you declare.
3: Mm-hmm. Either way, the next scene, we find out that woman's gift certificate suggestion was more of an idea and not of a, a hard, hard uh, cold well, fact. W-
2: we haven't learned that yet.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So the next scene, uh, we're now basically waiting for Uncle Hank to get home because uh, Luann has gotten this idea for the gift of what she's going to give Uncle Hank, and she tells Peggy uh, the story of how she came up with it, and Peggy kind of misinterprets it and says like, "Oh, Uncle." Or, Hank loves golf. Like, you make my presence look like nothing. Like, yes. Saying, oh, no,
2: yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> well, it's like you've been married for 20 years. Like How many pairs of pants does Hank Hill need? <laughs> exactly, right?
1: And so, uh, obviously, like, there's a little bit of tension that I'm feeling coming from Peggy because she knows his gift is better. But also, um, before Luanne gets a chance to explain what she meant by, no, that gave me the idea, Uncle Hank actually gets home. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's,
3: that's That's the wrong clip, my bad Same, same
0: Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> okay,
6: again. Sorry, wrong clip Surprise! <laughs> well, what's this? <laughs> I know it's not my birthday I didn't get my pants from Peggy You see, was like pissed
3: off peggy looks oh, when yeah, he says she's, that
1: she's like demoralized like she's oh yeah. she's hurt
3: <laughs> so like the first shtick luann does is oh, the oh. the little box in a big oh, box
1: and like i i won't lie
2: to you i thought this was the
1: funniest fucking shit when i was young No, oh,
2: i'm a big fan of it still mm. <laughs> i still love it it's one of my favorite uh <laughs> rapping techniques it kills a lot of time christmas morning <laughs> especially the way my folks open shit They, like, try to milk it all, so it lasts a long time. (laughs) Yeah, it works. It works.
1: Do you get as much enjoyment as
7: Luann? (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. Look at your face. She thought it was
4: a big box, but it's a small box. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but you know what they say about small packages <laughs> but I love it I I'm love this voice the, acting I, I know Like this I, is like the Luann episode I've been asking for
1: tr- totally because I found myself picturing Brittany Murphy in the booth a lot
2: oh this this going from this extreme to next scene is like what I was like is like what I wanted from a Luann episode is like she just runs the gambit
3: on mm-hmm. yeah. and My favorite thing from this scene is how Bobby cannot contain himself.
4: It's a round of golf! (laughs) No, Bobby. The the round of golf
7: gave me the idea, but it's Uh, not.
6: dolphin encounter?
7: That's right. There's a dolphin in a pool at the hotel and you can swim with it and touch it and it communes with you and you can feed it dead fish.
3: (laughs) (laughs) boy's just riding coattails here And I love that Hank's just like
2: Is it too late to exchange it for that round of golf? (laughs) Yeah
3: Once again Hank just breaks Luann's heart Because he's just like Well this was I can see you paid a lot of money for this And you know But I mean Hank has no interest in swimming with the dolphin Totally
1: But like I mean give her Like she is so
3: happy I mean, like, if I was Hank in that situation, you shelve that gift card for a That's while. That's what I
2: was gonna say. You it don't... sounded like it was scheduled. Oh,
3: okay, that it makes more like, sense. It sounded like
2: because, like, when they got there and and Hank wanted to eat the prime rib, yeah, like i was skipping ahead a couple scenes, but yeah, like she was just like, "Oh no, it's almost now." Like you have to do your right. orientation. Yeah, it sounded like it was a scheduled right.
3: event. That makes sense because, like, that would be like the thing to do. It's like shelve it let her lose some enthusiasm about it, and then you have time to come up with an excuse. You could fake an injury. You say you've got athlete's foot that you can't be swimming. (laughs) But I can golf.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, like, because I don't know. But honestly, like, to me, that's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, there's a new, I mean, now, granted, I'm not Hank. and (laughs) And Hank is very different. But, like, it is one of those things where you're like, he wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... It was a out of gift, out of no, out of nothing but, like, Luann's... The bottom of Luann's heart. Just saying, thanks for taking care of me, Uncle Hank. Thanks for finding me a job. Thanks for teaching me this lesson. And, like, Hank's just... And, like, Hank could have just been, like, here's a new experience that I would never have un, have, have have thought to do myself. Mm-hmm. And I like be Hank's thankful th- for once it's over. <laughs> but <laughs> Hank <laughs> is not that person, so... No, he's yeah. not. And so,
1: I think... Peggy also, like, I don't really know where Peggy's coming from at this point because she was obviously upset a little bit previously with Luann because Luann was going to get him this big gift. And then now that it's not what she expected and Luann's upset because of Hank's reaction, she's she's kind of looking at Hank to now pick up the pieces.
5: Well, somebody should go talk to Luann. Feels so good. All right. Wow.
2: She must have felt so good
3: It is their song
0: Yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys just want to listen
3: to it? i by me
2: Hank goes in to console Luanne, and she is sobbing on the bed, and Hank Hank has, like, I mean, because, like I said, Hank has the same, like, epiphany that, like, you would after you be, realize, like, oh, I'm an asshole. And I should have just
1: said thanks.
2: I wasn't owed this gift. I didn't know, like, he was surprised. Like, it's like a thing. It's like, oh, well, I don't really want this, but I they, sh- they shouldn't feel bad for getting it for me. <laughs>
0: oh,
6: well, hey, Luanne, you know what? I've never climbed into a pool with a big fish. I guess it just never occurred to me, so maybe this dolphin confrontation would be something I'd be glad I had done after it was over.
2: It's an encounter.
6: Even better.
2: <laughs> I like the way that Hank uh, dealt with that, though. That's like, that's like, that's, like, that's cooler heads. That's like what you would. That's how you should react. I
1: to mean, that. that's what exactly what you were saying earlier. Like that's is a great opportunity for something I've never done, and maybe yeah. I'll like it.
2: Yeah, maybe I'll be happy once it's over.
1: <laughs> that's right.
2: And I've seen this episode before, so yeah. I know <laughs> that he ain't gonna be happy.
3: And that was a quick scene, and like immediately, Anne is cheered back up. She's all happy, and we find ourselves back to another really quick scene where it's Hank and the Hill family heading over to La Granta, that but is. Hank is uh, leaving the house with his
6: golf shirt on. Yeah, he's trying to play golf. the little facade for the alley here. Oh, and Dale <laughs> just
3: roasts him.
6: Looks like you're going golfing. Yeah, looks like. Didn't <laughs> know dolphins knew how to play golf. <laughs> Shut up, Dale. Uh, I was like, what was like,
3: he going to say to, like, Luann? Yeah. <laughs> <When he's laughs> going out with his golf clubs. Maybe afterwards, like... <laughs> Oh, my uh, God. I love that scene. Shut up, Dale.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Hank would have been like, well, I'm going to get my clubs cleaned. <laughs> Take it a bit while I'm going there.
1: We are at La Grunta now, and what a prestigious place this is. It literally has everything, doesn't it?
3: I mean, like, you got how far away is the shooting range from right. the <laughs> golf course? Like, they must own a huge chunk yeah, of property. I mean, is it Big on site? Because they went into the La Grunta, like, lobby to get checked in when they were shooting the deer. so oh, okay. Like, and then they got dropped off in that little side-by-side thing or whatever. Well, that's what
2: I mean, is, like, did they maybe have, like, an off-site location?
3: Maybe it's different seasons, maybe, yeah. I guess. But, I mean...
2: And, I mean, like, it's a, it, you can tell it's
1: fancy. I mean, not because only... Because there's
3: no Tom Waits when you
1: walk in. I mean, okay, <laughs> maybe fancy's not the best word. You can tell that this place is like, got money... Because the buffet, I mean, you heard Boomhauer yesterday. It was Wednesday yesterday. Today's a Thursday. Like, they, they got brunch on a Thursday? That means they probably got brunch every day of the week. And, like, buffet brunch ain't cheap to put on.
2: I mean, if you're staying there, there's no, uh, there's... There's no weekend. I know, There's but I'm vacation. thinking.
1: Of, I'm thinking of like hotels, nice hotels where we live. There's no brunch nowhere. You get a continental free six a.m. if you come earlier. That's that's it.
2: that's the, yes, you're not wrong. But when you go to like the Tilalips, yeah, in uh, Seattle or sorry in uh,
1: in yeah, well to me that's fancy.
2: Bellingham, <laughs> Washington, Washington. The uh th- like, I swear to God, that lasagna you get for breakfast—that's leftovers.
3: <laughs> that's leftover <laughs>
2: dinner. Because uh, <Okay. laughs>
3: like, Bobby spots that brunch, he's the first one to see it, and yeah. Hank's just like, oh, "Would you look at that? Prime rib for breakfast."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I owe Bill, an apology. That's right. But uh and, and you know what? They're they're because I, I just love that. I first of all, I love that I know that Bill is well, fucking, uh, well informed on the brunch at La Grunta. Mm-hmm. And I love that it, Hank was like, no, Bill, they don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know yeah. that he was just like, shut up, Bill. Yeah, Nobody no. serves prime rib for breakfast. Yeah. But Bill had done
1: his research.
2: Oh, he's and been like, there.
3: Hank wants to follow Bobby and Peggy into brunch, but Luann's like, Uncle Hank, mm-hmm. it's time for your dolphin orientation. Yeah, grabs a
2: little pamphlet. Have, have you, like, been to, like, a real, like, American buffet?
3: probably not. Oh, oh my. If god If I did I was uh
2: they are something else.
3: Yeah. It's crazy. Like the only it's buffets crazy. that I
2: we have are like Chinese food buffets. Yeah. Oh. And those are fine. They it's have a the Chinese food section. Yeah.
1: They have a section for oh, Chinese. Oh, there's just food. one
2: small section. Dude, oh my god, it's crazy. It yeah. blows my mind. There's so three
1: different types of gravy. Yeah. Every country in the world and their food.
2: They 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 cut up, they'll cut you any slice Ham, you want, right? Right prime there. Prime rib. It's, you can get it's pretty pancakes pretty good. Fried
1: vegetables,
2: oh, you get fried gravy, chicken and waffles. For <laughs> breakfast. Whatever you want. I love want. fried
3: chicken and waffles.
2: Oh man, dude! And there's the, a fruit section that's untouched. It's amazing. It's worth it. Just driving to a Seahawks game, you just pull off. It's like cheap as fuck too. It's like twenty bucks at you the get casino, get and as it's many like plates as you want. Yeah, the breakfast one I think is might even be cheaper.
3: Well, now I know what we're doing next. time we Go to a Seahawks <laughs> yeah.
2: game. Yeah, no, yeah. I,
1: honestly, that's the thing I like the most about going on vacation to America is the is the
3: buffets.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah,
3: That country was built on buffets. They <laughs> were,
2: yeah. Oh, man. Mm, the flamingo one, they got that crate, oh, the crate lady. Oh, bottomless sh- mimosas. Yeah, oh, yeah. Bottomless mimosas or uh, Bloody Marys, if you will.
1: But um, you know what? There is this small little line that when the family walks into La Grunta, um, I was telling you that I thought it was a fancy place because of the buffet. Peggy calls it a fancy place for a completely different reason.
5: They have a store that sells Red Skelton paintings. I am there. Although I do not like his clowns.
3: (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about Richard Red Skelton, born July 18th, 1913 in Vincennes, Indiana. He was an entertainer, best known for his national radio and television shows. That facet of his career was 1937 to 1971. Like, the dude was around forever in all, like, both types of, like, major media.
1: That's right. And he had kind of, like, one of those humble beginnings. Like, he was... He was the only kid in his family that had red hair. So that's why they called him Red. Mm -hmm. And he began show business because, I mean, like, his family was so poor and he found this singing troupe that was going to pay him 10 bucks a week, which like to him was like millionaire money. Yeah. Uh, and his mom was like, you can ditch school to do that because I can't feed you. So if you can find a way to feed yourself, like maybe feed us, like mm-hmm. go for it. So, um, he began singing and then he jumped, jumped on like a riverboat or like a showboat tour where he sang on that. And he like kind of just slowly got more and more involved with the entertainment industry. Um, and he kind of found that he was really good at comedy as well. And he, he moved on. He met uh, a a lady, who he fell in love with, and she did all of his writing for him. She was. He said that this was better than anything that I could buy, write myself, or find anywhere. So, um, her name was Edith, I believe. And they were together for a long time, and she eventually got him on TV spots for like fifteen hundred dollars a week, and like he kind of <laughs> rose. That's big money. That's big money. Shit, I
2: would take that.
1: Yeah, so yeah. He, he, like, rose to fame kind of just through his comedy and the characters that he would do.
2: Was he not, like, a, he was, like, a Dean Martin guy, wasn't he? Like, were they re- regulars together?
1: Think, um, I don't think so. I think of him more as kind of, like, the Ed Sullivan type, but also mm-hmm. because he had a variety show, but also with characters almost Three Stooges-esque because he did a lot of clowns. Oh, okay. And that had,
3: um, that variety show was the Red Skeleton show, which yes, aired from 1951 to 1971. And uh, a writer on that show was Johnny Carson. That's where he he was before, you know, he had his own show. Okay. And, like, this show was, it had 672 episodes of the Red Skeleton show, and it won, like, tons of awards. Mm -hmm. That's what made him, I guess, more of, like, a household name because it was was CBS. Like, he was constantly top 10 in uh, the Nielsen ratings. Um, It won tons of awards. Mm -hmm. He won, you know, Emmys, Golden Globes. And a little fun fact... In 1965, a little-known uh, British band, the Rolling Stones, made their American television debut mm. on the Red Skelton show. Really? Mm-hmm.
2: Makes sense. But I mean, it's not quite the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty established.
3: But, like, what Peggy's talking about with the artwork here. Yeah, so... So he, he began making his own art in 1943. And it wasn't until 1964, uh, after, like, in, his wife insisting, like, you should do something with this. Like, you have a platform, you have an audience. Like, why not do an art show? And he started doing this art, and it, like, it blew up. Like, it, it was super popular. And I looked, and I looked, and I could not find one painting that wasn't of a clown. Yeah, <laughs> See, now, yeah, that's
1: what I thought. Yeah, that's they where were the joke all comes clowns. from. Yeah. Because he exclusively does clowns, and, like, the, the facts are that he actually made more money, like, oh, you could, apples to apples, Selling his paintings than he ever did on TV. Yeah.
0: Because, mm-hmm.
1: like, some have sold for, like, $200,000 for, like, one painting. But, um, yeah. yeah,
2: the his dad was a clown. I bet you could say the same thing about, like, George Bush Jr. Oh, with his paintings? Yeah, because I wonder how much he sells his paintings for. Fair enough. Probably more than you make as president.
1: I mean, probably more than I will ever make in my entire life. Because I
2: believe you make $400,000 a year as president. Well, congratulations, George W. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was, like, um, like... Uh, Red Skelton died in 1997 and the average price of his paintings then was $80,000 a pop. And he made over a thousand oil paintings and then also continued to produce uh, prints and all these different mm-hmm. series. And I'm sure like that's maybe what you were thinking of when you saw him on like infomercials because I know like, the
2: infomercials were like uh, like the best of Red Skelton like, oh, like okay, DVDs okay. like like thing. And it was just like it would show like clips of like his show. I guess it was his variety show cuz mm-hmm. i remember like johnny carson and like dean martin being on it and like like all those like comedy guys from like the early 60s the late 50s like
0: mm-hmm. God, being
2: yeah. like on his show and like it was like i don't know those i love those infomercials cuz it would mm-hmm. be like i never saw the show but you could see like a bunch of the show
1: from the infomercial mm-hmm. yeah he he was met with like a really really sad end like a lot of where that clown paintings kind of because they're all really sad clowns, a lot of them. Um, uh, where that kind of came from is pretty dark. I don't know if we want to get into it.
2: What did you well, mean?
3: I have a quote. Maybe we can end our Red skeleton talk on this quote. And uh, a journalist once asked him, why does he only paint clowns? Why is it always clowns? He goes, I don't know why it's always clowns. No, that's not true. I do know why. I just don't feel like thinking about it.
1: But yeah, he's a brilliant man, it seems like. Mm-hmm.
3: Here's to... Uh
1: Mr.
7: Red.
2: We met Tanya.
3: We met Tanya.
7: It's time for your dolphin encounter orientation.
6: <laughs> Boy, look at that beef. <laughs> I never get brunch.
2: <laughs> and and then we get to see... And, that struck me as weird, because like, Hank doesn't strike me as the man who would want brunch. No, but sometimes you just... I mean... I want brunch. Yeah, but you're also not as worried about being seen as a man's man, <laughs> as Hank. What do you mean? I'm a man's man. I mean, and I the, care about. I mean, when the Earl of man? when the Earl of Brunch created brunch, <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's not quite breakfast. It's not quite lunch, but it comes with a slice of cantaloupe at the end. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay.
1: We do get to see Bobby, who is the current king of brunch.
4: Enjoy a newfound flavor.
3: The reigning king. To
4: think of all the years I've wasted without capers. They work with the salmon. They work with the little
2: pickles. And I think they might work with fruit
3: pies. (laughs) How wildly (laughs) different those three (laughs) foods are.
2: Well, two of those I was like, I thought he was just describing a lox bagel. Yeah, it's like. I mean, I guess those aren't pickles. Those are.
3: They're gherkins. Yeah. But still, like those first two things go with capers. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like,
2: I thought he was going to say like the cream cheese. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> something that it goes with. Um, capers, those are fun. Sebastian, so what the fuck is that?
1: Capers? Yeah. Um, they're uh, They're from the caper bush.
2: They're
0: they're the unbudded
1: flower, so, like, before the flower turns into the flower, which is actually beautiful. It looks kind of like an orchid. It's got, like, white with purple on the outside and a lot of, uh, like, the the pollen stems, you know, whatever those are. Yeah, Um, Beautiful-looking flower, but before the flower cultivates, you pick them off, get the little buds, and then you, like, brine them, pickle them, whatever, and that's where all that flavor comes from.
2: It's they're 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 tasty they're super tasty mm-hmm. all in things i I, I wouldn't they're they're an addition of, of
1: texture and flavor cables. they're not on their own like unless you're kind of like me where you'll eat olives out of the jar
2: well I'll the eat olives out of the jar I mean if, but I ain't eating a caper I've fair done enough, it
1: but you could they're too salty I'm from not gonna me. judge anybody out there who does it because I see where you're coming from
3: yeah but you, I think you're right you have to be like olives and like that type of pickled Things yeah. are a very polarizing uh, yeah. food. It's like People you love them, you hate it. Have you had <laughs> yeah. met... a
2: friend who will like puke if you mention pickles? <laughs> have you have you ever have you ever made pasta puttanesca? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: isn't that just pasta with very few ingredients? No, that's what I learned from series of unfortunate events.
2: No, puttanesca, pasta puttanesca, it means uh, a pasta in the style of a whore.
3: Ooh, puta.
2: You put it's you like put um, anchovies. In the... We had this here. Yes, we have. Yeah, I've made it lots. It's delicious. But anchovies and, like, olives and capers. And you just mix it up in there with some uh, red sauce. And, oh, and spicy. Lots of spicy, like, chili Mm -hmm. chili flakes. Yep. And uh, pasta. And it's fucking really good. It's, like, it's not so... It's not, like, goopy saucy. It's just, like, enough to, like, coat it all in this, like salty, pickly... Redness? Like, yeah, it's delicious.
1: I mean, I fucking... I love all types of pasta.
2: Have you... You haven't had it here.
3: Yeah, I've I've eaten it. Yeah. I can vouch for that. It was exquisite. Anyway.
2: What have we here?
3: Bobby's finding that hidden tray of bacon.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I thought there was going to be more to it. Like... I think Bobby just
3: likes bacon. He just found, like, 10 pounds of unhearted bacon.
2: (laughs) Hey, man. That's fine.
3: Yeah, I, uh...
2: I get where he's coming from. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that.
1: But this <laughs> but we where we do find Hank is with not my favorite character, but a character that I'm very happy was in this episode because you know how we talk about those kind of like eastern or very polarizing characters with Hank where the people that like you know how we talk about twig boy who's the exact opposite of Hank. So we love seeing him up against those characters. Yeah. This dolphin instructor is another one of those. I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah.
2: What's his name? Did you get a name?
1: I think he's just Dolphin Trainer. Mm-hmm.
6: One man who was healed by dolphins told me, Angels are dolphins who haven't learned to swim. People ask me how to approach these wise cetaceans, and I can only say, Be honest with them, and they will share their secrets with you.
2: I watched this. I was like, I just yelled down the hall. I was like, Allie. What's a cetacean? She's like, a whale. (laughs) 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 Thank you. (laughs) Honestly, I didn't know. Yeah, she says it's like a whale or a dolphin. Yeah. Just like that, that type, that that category. But yeah, I didn't get too much <laughs> more into
3: it. Hank's just like daydreaming, watching this buddy sink this beauty chip shot, chip shot on the golf course. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. and then the lights, then they have to
1: close yeah. the yeah. lights. Because now they have to watch an educational video called <laughs> yeah. "A
2: Dream." Of Dream of, of dolphins.
7: I dive into the gentle sea <laughs> to free the dolphin inside of me.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> you can just imagine what the rest of that video is like Honestly, that's like
3: what some Scottish woman to narrate
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: But, uh, that is all we I, see. I see
2: It's funny because it is like, I was like, because I read that Like, I guess some of the music in this shit sounds like Enya Yeah And I was just like, I had to Google Where's Enya from? <laughs>
3: But um, that's all we see of a dream in dolphins, and now we find ourselves at the dolphin encounter. And we see Hank; he's getting into the pool. Hank, or sorry, Peggy, Bobby, Luann are there, and (laughs) Luann or Peggy's got her fun saver out. All three
2: (laughs) of them have cameras out, don't they?
3: Oh, do they? I remember the one, but (laughs) uh,
1: she has the full-on paparazzi. (laughs) Hank's advice.
6: I don't want any photos. Go take pictures of the golf course. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and the, that instructor's like, they can feel negative energy, Mr. Hill. Yeah. Like, just yeah. Relax. And Hank's, you know, very obviously awkward and nervous. Yeah, and he's I, not feeling very comfortable. And uh, he gets this dead fish to feed Duke. And Duke does the freewheelie, jumps yeah. out of the air, snags it. And Hank's starting to warm up. He's like, it's well, pretty that pretty sweet. I that mean, was pretty cool.
2: I've never gone swimming with a dolphin. I would be all for it because I'm all I'm all into trying new things at least once Mm -hmm. but uh you are? yeah okay yeah (laughs) um but uh
6: (laughs) that was a mighty fine catch (laughs) he kind of feels like rubber (laughs) and then we get
3: this like very beautiful montage of uh the instructor's like let him take you there (laughs) (laughs) Hank grabs onto his spin and he's getting Pool. So now they're like three diving together. Like I've never
6: seen Hank look so beautiful. Like oh yeah, and he seems happy. Hey, Luann, this isn't as asinine as I thought. Thanks. <laughs> I love that he says this isn't as asinine as I thought. Yeah,
2: but and he gets. It's
1: perfect, and it does sound like Enya. Is Enya a band?
2: Yeah,
1: I mean it might be the name of the person in the band, like the girl singing. But I'm I like I, I know thought it was Enya is band. I
2: thought it was. I thought Enya was a cellist. <laughs> I thought no. it was a cello band. And I thought it
1: was. Enya slaps. I'll fight anybody who says anything different.
2: Well, I say different.
3: Enya slaps. Side, <laughs>
1: bitch. You know what else slaps?
6: Duke. Well, I tell you what. This is one. Uh, <laughs> just a second, Duke.
3: <laughs> it, uh, well Hank, hey, cut it Hank begins to rub the underside of dude and oh, this episode takes a very dark. There's See,
6: wrong, but maybe you should get out of the pool immediately. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See, oh.
3: At first I didn't think the instructor oh, was David Herman. But now I think here. it's David Herman. Is he, Is
2: he in this episode?
3: He's definitely in this episode, and I think he's the instructor. Just when well he's, he's
2: gotta be the either the instructor or the uh or manager. Both
3: oh yeah the manager
2: well because we decided Billy West was the golfer
3: I know and I I'd said earlier that I thought David Herbin was one of the guys at the hardware store which he could have been all three I mean he does good work
5: how's this? well that is perfect no wait wait one with the flash just to be safe
3: that last little tidbit that we heard there, I love how Peggy and Bobby are like unaware of what's going on, even though Hank is pushed up against that window. The, uh, yeah, the view at glass. the dolphin encounter, and Bobby's doing his best flamingo impersonation. Yeah, which is great, honestly. I
2: mm-hmm. I, I do love that scene.
3: Well, they got to get two.
1: Shreddies. So, I know you're all probably pretty curious. About, you know, dolphins, humans, having sex.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Making love.
1: And there actually is a documentary that was made about a man who fell in love with a dolphin. And I believe it's called Dolphin Love or maybe Dolphin Lover. Um, Long story short, a man falls in love with dolphin because no human women like him
2: it's like grizzly man
1: kind of but the one thing that i thought was the most interesting uh, about it all because i'm sure you can kind of piece it all together he waited for you know no trainers to be at the park and he made his move but um the the commonality of it was that he noticed that this dolphin would come up to him flip over while he rubbed its belly and then the dolphin would like shimmy upwards until his hand what he was rubbing was
3: it, it, uh yeah, it's yeah, the money shot. The money shot. So wait, was
2: so that, what would Hank, you say that's like similar in size to Bobby's? Okay.
3: Stop. <laughs> stop.
1: So uh, I didn't actually look into the the length, girth, size, and or width of anything. Thank you. But uh, I, I really do want just to say the shape. <laughs> I just I just wanted to say that it's canon what Hank does with the the dolphin. It seems that that arouses them. So. Fun fact there. If I you mean, want we're
2: to find not pointing more... fingers who aroused who. <laughs>
3: but, I mean, like jumping forward in the episode, we find out it's kind of a common thing. Yeah. At least with old Duke.
6: Excuse me, is it safe to assume you won't be purchasing a videotape of your dolphin encounter? Get out of here. You're in trouble, all of you. That fish <laughs> better have had its shots.
1: Uh, I like that Hank's like just in a towel, crouched. Uh, oh, he's a victim right now. He's a victim. <laughs>
3: Like, this is something we've seen before in, like, Law and Order. Or- yes, <laughs> yeah. Any, any
1: movie where, like, there's, you know, a, uh, it's the aftermath and somebody's in a towel.
2: So I watched Spinal Tap last night. Yeah. And my favorite moment in Spinal Tap is after, like, they the whole band explodes and they argue over uh, the Stonehenge bit. Yeah. And he's like, and, like, after... The manager quits or he's fired, and they all argue. And then the one dude, Harry Sherry, is just like, Well, I raise a practical question at this point. Are we going to be playing Stonehenge tomorrow? He's <laughs> like, no, i are not going to be fucking playing Stonehenge. <laughs> it's just like, are you going to be
1: buying the yeah. video? Yeah, and I watched
2: this, and I was like it's, like, it's safe to assume you won't be purchasing the video. <laughs> like, I fucking, I oh, just yeah. drew a straight line between yeah. that. Hank was
1: pretty pissed, too, and I like that he pulls Luann in.
6: Mr. Hill, I'm the food and recreation director here at La Grunta. That thing attacked me. That's not what my niece paid for, is it?
2: No. Is it?
1: (laughs) The camera guy shakes his head. No,
3: no, no, no.
2: No, that costs more. That's right.
3: That manager continues to, like, explain what had just happened. Yeah. And he gets very, like, primal about it. And that dolphins have the same uh, urges that uh,
6: a man would. Yeah. But, Um, Mr. Hill, Duke has the same desires we all do with all of your... Fondling Duke became aroused and was attempting to become physically intimate with you. Oh my god, it's a compliment, really. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: like, uh, like, the
1: whole thing, too, is just like that dolphin attacked me. It's like, no, that dolphin loves you.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you no, know, he would never hurt you. <laughs> yeah, like, he loves you.
2: <laughs> um, and Luann. Tries to take the tape. Oh, she does take the tape
1: because she wants to submit it to when animals attack.
2: Yeah, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. And I love the guys just trying to convince Hank to sign the waiver.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Hurls a bunch of swag and twenty five LaGrunta dollars at him. They basically
1: they they purchase Hank to to keep his mouth quiet. I mean, his and quiet. and and he's
2: like, and Hank's mouth is shut no yeah. matter what. Yeah. So, I mean, he might as well get a couple micro-brews out of it. He yeah. might
6: as well. Luann, you and I have a secret that we must take to our graves.
7: Are you threatening to kill me,
2: Uncle Hank?
6: <laughs> of course not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, but mostly this swag seems like it's for Peggy and Bobby because he gets a few jars of capers in this gift basket.
3: Yeah, and like he got, like,
2: what, like five or six jars? I mean, I want to know how many beers they got because it didn't look like a lot, but those boys were drinking them. They're drinking them for like two days. <laughs> yeah. And we know how much beer they drink.
3: But it's like, I just love how Bobby um, like took in the capers because I mean like I buy a jar of capers. I usually eat half of them and then it expires. Like, Still got it, them. Yeah. It lasts in my fridge for like a Do year. Do they expire? Forever. I think they're more than a year. Yeah. But like he is dumping them on everything. everything.
2: Yeah. Because I mean. He's... I use them in like three recipes.
3: Yeah, and he's putting them into his grandma sugar cookie cereal. Like oh, just, exactly, yeah. yeah, is that what that was? That's I what wondered it was, what yeah. that was. And he's just like spooning them into it, like it's something that goes with a sugary yeah. cereal.
2: <laughs>
6: That's
1: right. And uh,
2: I mean, I haven't tried it.
1: Fair enough, but I just you, there's certain things that you know aren't going to go well together.
2: Yeah. But now we know. If something has olives, I would put capers on it. I mean, but that's well, like that's where safe, I kind of draw safe. the line.
3: That's a safe indication though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like this whole scene, cause Peggy's like, Luann, like, how did you afford all this stuff? Yeah. Because like, it's uh like, it's this great grand illusion. How did, how
1: did illusion. you find these slippers for the full
3: footed woman? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like, I they've love, all got shirts on and.
2: I love that Luann, or that, uh, rather Hank's is like, No. You didn't steal this, and then he has to ensure <laughs> Luanne is like, no, you didn't. Like-
1: yeah, you didn't.
3: <laughs> In reality, it was just a bribe to pay off Hank, who had been assaulted by yeah. a dolphin.
1: <laughs> he's He's been essayed.
3: Yeah.
5: Honey, did you try the capers with your fruit pies yet? That
4: was a real disappointment. I'd rather not talk about it.
2: (laughs) I have been so excited to try many a thing that I would rather not talk about after I was excited about it.
1: Do you want to tell me the most recent? Do you want to tell me one that sticks out to you?
2: If I could remember, I would.
3: Yeah,
1: a lot of my bad memories I block out, too.
3: (laughs) But the following scene, it starts with um, Hank's reaching into his cupboard closet to get his uh, his fishing rod and his fishing gear. And Luann comes up to him and she's just like, they don't suspect a thing. Like, we're doing a great job. And he's just like, yeah, yeah. but you got to stop bringing it up. <laughs> like, like the, the whole point of it is secret. Is like, not even you and I should be talking well, about it. To pretend
1: it didn't happen, we have to say that.
2: Don't say anything. <laughs> and, and just because we always do bring this up, um, I want to remember that Gary McCarver, he was the director of uh, Jump and Crack Bass. Mm.
3: Perfect. So now we're back on... Lake the Arlen. Boys yeah. The boys are in their boat, and um, there was one very uh, noticeable difference about this scene than the last time we were on Lake Arlen because they're not catching big old bucket mouse. They're
2: catching. Cat they're fish. catching catfish.
3: Hank's got a big old catfish.
2: Now that's a southern catch, mm-hmm. from what I what I understand. I mean, I've seen a couple fishing shows from down south.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those they're...
2: are river. That's a river fish, isn't it?
3: Well, rivers or lakes, just fresh water, but, like, okay. they're not noodling. They've got their rods and reels.
6: Ew, La Grunta Micro Brewery. Shut up, Dale. You can't say shut up. I haven't made fun of you for going to the hotel yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, Dale's main role this episode.
3: Yeah, and Hank is not himself because, like, we remember from Jumping and Crack Bass, fishing was always his escape in that episode to just go and relax and, uh, you know, until fishing became more about smoking crack than it was
2: (laughs) Hey, hey, they weren't smoking it. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) crack.
3: Yeah. But, yeah, Hank is not having a good time and, uh, he's sick of being pestered about it even though Dale didn't even really get a chance to bug him about it.
1: And that's kind of like a, a strategy when it comes to, I mean, Eminem did it. If you make fun of yourself or you take the joke away before the guy can make the joke, um, then you really steal the thunder.
6: How long are you gonna beat this into the ground? The hotel is history. I thought I could have a morning without hearing about the dolphin, but I guess not. So what's your damn dolphin joke? Now nah, you ruined it. Good. <laughs> but
2: I will say there is like you like there is like you know when you're when you're the taking the jokes from your buddies and you're like okay like Nothing I'll hear them. hear them. Let's go. Okay. What's your I'll, best material? I'll get the jokes, but then like if it is like affecting you as much as like. Hank is affected, that's how you'd react, is to be like, okay, like, uh, he's fucking upset me, like, and this is, like, I'm fucking done. Yeah, like,
3: He's yeah, ending it before it starts, like, I'm yeah. not going to take an afternoon of abuse, like, yeah. I'm bearing this hatchet right now.
2: And there are a lot of things, especially Hank, there are a lot of things that he'd be like, okay, I'll f- hear it, mm-hmm. like, oh, very funny, guys, totally. but this one's like, no. I've been assaulted, and this offends me. He's a victim. Yeah, he's a victim.
1: And you know what? We also talk about Bill sometimes, how he doesn't really get, like, social cues, like what the mood's supposed to be. Um, But I do like that the mood's been soured by Hank and Dale right now, and then Bill comes in quite cheery when Hank gets a fish.
4: Hank's got one!
6: I get hooksies! (laughs) Ah. No get it off ah! 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 Ah!
1: <sighs> like that is Oniko flow, I just I heard it there that hundred <laughs> percent when you when the fish goes on the screen and you hear that violin kind of that strings that is oh uh, that is so Oniko now for from what That's I read
2: when I what I read was that it was it it's not, but it is music styled after. Enya twice there's two yeah. parts in this episode with two different Enya songs
1: well that again is just the one that I'm it's like it's similar it. I to I hear it yeah you're
2: wrong you're not wrong but it's similar to how like stranglehold yeah, well yeah was in that episode but it wasn't
1: yeah and yeah. so I being an Enya connoisseur of the two songs I wish it's, you uh, like, like, didn't let me know that because I'm gonna
2: Very make fun of you for that <laughs> well, I love Enya. fuck off but I mean like <laughs> do you to yeah jump- Oh, I didn't know anybody. I anywhere. do.
3: It. I don't not love them ironically. But like to jump back to the boat quickly. Like who wants to unhook another guy's fish? Who calls <laughs> yeah. hooksies? It's call like hookies. no. It's like you guys catch a fish. Like that's your, that's your, your business. <laughs>
0: with.
3: But uh, the guys are just like shell shocked when Hank has that fish flopping around on him and he does and nothing. But can't deal with yeah, them. and he flips it back into the lake. Yeah, leg.
2: Enya's a Enya's a person was another group? No, Enya is uh, known is Enya Patricia Brennan, known professionally as Enya, is an Irish singer, songwriter and recorder, producer and musician. So I guess she plays a recorder.
1: No <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: stand corrected. I thought it was her entire group. I didn't know she was Irish um, but I uh, anyways, back to the topic. Um,
2: Are you an Enya fan because you're a Lord of the Rings fan?
1: They oh that's the third Enya song that I like. I don't really like that one. The I, Gollum song. No, she does the May, may it be, I think.
2: I am Smee. <laughs> okay. uh, like no, Not fishes. that one. No, no, that's different. <laughs> that's a different one.
1: That's different. Okay. But uh, like to stay relevant to what we were talking about. Yeah, it's obvious that the guys get all fucked up. That Hank can't deal with this fish because like.
3: They don't even say anything. No, they're just like staring
1: Everybody's kind of traumatized. Like, dude. I like, mean, it's
2: kind of weird.
1: Yeah, the fish is like, flopping in your lap and, and, and Bill, you just Bill, it, Bill like,
2: tries to stand up for him. He
1: does. Yeah, it was an ugly fish. But it's obvious that Hank now has, like, flashbacks and trauma when it comes to fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. I dolphins aren't fish, but whatever. Yeah. Actually,
2: it's, fish is a very. Uh, I've. I have I helped Allie study because she got her, like,. Uh, fish fish exams and everything coming up?
3: Ah, uh, the big fish final. Yeah, big fish finals.
2: <laughs> it's called <Ich> <laughs> Um, But either way, she was like, yeah, fish are weird, because it, it's like, they aren't, like, fish doesn't describe anything scientifically, mm. so fish are just shit that lives in the ocean. Got you. Like, it's not, there's not a specific definition. There's
1: no Latin attached.
2: No, and that makes no sense, because, like, again, there are shit that's, like, mammals, and, like, fish are all so different, so that's, so, I mean, what I am. I
1: guess what I'm mostly curious about... And shit, I work with them. Do so. fish yell at their eggs like Peggy yells at her eggs?
5: Yeah. 98.8 degrees. Well, you can have it your way, Mr. Egg. We can wait just as long as you. You're not dealing with a couple of hormone-crazed teenagers here. Come
0: on! <laughs>
1: She labels her egg as a man. Mm
2: hmm. Yes. When, 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 before they're about to get busy, what does she say? Missed. Mr. Egg. <laughs> uh, well, it's the Eggman. Eggman. Eggman.
3: <laughs> but yeah, this is like the a scene that Hank doesn't want to walk into after a very stressful day of fishing and dealing with this trauma that he's. Been dealing with since yeah. his dolphin encounter, but Peggy is ready for love, but Bobby is ready for turn down service. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, we're decent.
3: Turn down service.
2: Here's your hotel mints. I love when Hank. When the, he when Hank hears the knock, to he just decent. puts his glasses on, and then he's decent. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're decent because Hank has his glasses on.
1: Yeah, this <laughs> is. uh... It's a very strange scene. It is. And, like, I think this is, like, I know there's been lots of jokes where, like, they're almost getting intimate. Like, when Hank's like, oh, I can't sleep. And she's like, oh, you dog. And, <laughs> the then, it gets, <laughs> and then it gets, like, it gets cut off. But this is, I think, the closest we get to, like, sench, sen, uh, what do they call Pleasure Town.
3: Yeah, and Bobby's. What are you
2: going to call it?
3: I don't know. <laughs> <been> sensual City. <laughs> okay. Bobby's ten seconds removed from being in the room.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Peggy gives her most fierce ho-yeah of the season.
5: Oh, yeah. Oh. 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 Hike, what's wrong with you? Are you guys
4: going to eat those mints?
3: <laughs> I Bobby love- almost saw the raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Peggy's knees were making squeaky sounds on the mattress. I was yeah. like,
2: I wanted the next scene to be like Hank spray in the mattress with WD-40 or something. <laughs> oh, my God.
3: But,
1: uh, yeah, so obviously Hank can't get to anything um, remotely sexual just because the trauma that he's faced being SA Well, he's
2: been assaulted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's no bang in it. And he's not,
2: he's not confronting it.
1: And you know what's um, interesting is that that's kind of our A plot. We now get to see our B plot follow a same, a similar tone.
2: And I love that, like, this... I mean, I'm going to get to it in my final thoughts, but um, Luann takes the beer to hole s- or the boys at hole seven again.
1: Get off that fucking green already, guys. <laughs> yeah.
2: And, I mean... Also,
1: go to work. Like, that was, like, Wednesday. It is now Friday. Like,
2: Rich some... people work on the golf course. I guess.
1: They I claim mean... that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but, yeah, the the man uh, gets her to shoot the putt, and he kind of gets fresh with her.
4: You now you relax the grip. Keep your arms straight. Huh? Shoulders back. Now flex those knees and bend your waist. <laughs> Hey, you have good form.
7: Sorry, I gotta go. Whoa, well, well, wait, the lesson's not over yet. I mean, we didn't pay for our drinks. That's okay.
1: <laughs> she zips off pretty quick.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very like quick scene there, but mm-hmm. it, like, it you know, gets the point across for how uncomfortable she is. Yeah. And, she, and she's got to
1: pay for those drinks. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it made me feel icky. Like, I'm not much of a white knight, but if I saw my guys on the fucking... Like, if I was golfing with my foursome and one of them does that to the beer cart girl, I'm like, yo, dude,
2: like...
3: Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's pretty weak. Yeah, like, it's pretty weak. That's fucking lame. But um,
2: it was and, it was it was definitely like I mean they did a good job of making it icky. Yeah, it was icky. Like it was what it was. Mm-hmm.
3: And like, so now we have Hank and Luann like you know having the same emotions. They're both victims here now, and the the next scene. Luanne's back in the Hills kitchen, and she's rummaging through the fridge, and Bobby goes to kind of, like, sneak by her, and he's...
4: Coming through! Don't
7: touch me! I'm sorry! That's okay. You didn't do anything.
3: (laughs) And she... It's it's so funny how, like, Bobby and Luanne work, because, like, she's like, oh, I I don't want to tell you, Um, and then Bobby's like, well... I you didn't tell me. Out. Yeah, I figured it out, that there was something <laughs> wrong. And she goes on to tell him about how some golfers got fresh with her at the golf course. And Bobby's just, like, thinking
1: that maybe they, s- they use swear words. Yeah. But well,
2: he doesn't really understand. No, he Bobby's doesn't. Bobby's
3: too innocent to know that, like, <laughs> that's what, you know, being fresh is that they were, you know, groping her. Mm-hmm. But Hank pops in right away.
2: Well, Hank overhears it, yeah.
3: Yeah, and he's, what did I you I mean, that sliding
2: him? door is open.
3: Yeah, and he asks if she reported them, and she's like, you know, Typical, like what a victim would say, like no, mm-hmm. I don't want to make it a big deal. I don't want yeah. people to know about it. Like I'm just gonna forget it. Ever well, right. it's that's also, it's right? also I, I...
2: not just that though. That is what she has just learned mm-hmm. from her, I mean, her father figure, like from Uncle Hank. Like
1: you don't tell anyone.
2: It's like okay, this horrible thing happened to me, so now now we can't talk about it. And she, that's how you deal with
3: that. And she calls him out on it, like well, you never report mm-hmm. it, and he just cuts her off and.
2: It's like how I've heard, I mean, totally separate train of thought, but it's how I've heard of, like, when people have kids, and, like, if the kid, like, hits their head or something, and the kid's, like, okay, like, not bleeding, and, like, the kid, like, kind of waits for your reaction. Like, if you're, like, like, if you start freaking out, be like, oh, my God, then the kid's gonna start crying. But if you're just like, oh, it's, it's no problem, you're fine, then the kid's like, oh, yeah, that's no problem, I'm fine, like.
1: I don't have kids Same similar study With like spiders If like your mom's Afraid of spiders Then you're gonna be
2: Afraid of spiders That makes sense Mm -hmm. That makes perfect sense Yeah
3: Yeah And um The scene ends And with a hilarious Little uh Line from Bobby
7: You see it's better To just put these Things behind you If you can make it work So can I
6: Now wait a minute I didn't mean Sorry
7: can't talk about it
4: Now I'm not so sure I wanna be a golf course Drink girl (laughs)
3: Hank just frowns at
2: him. Dude, that look on Hank's face was good. He's like, "Wait, what was this about?" Because he yeah. didn't know. Well, yeah,
0: did he, he
1: has no idea around his father. I think this this moment now um, gives Hank kind of a, a new light on the example that he's setting for Luann, and therefore Bobby, and you know, just him as a person. Mm-hmm. So this scene he opens at the dinner table, and Bobby's forking at his last couple jars here dumping them
3: back into his yeah. cereal again is disgusting
4: dad we're down to two jars of capers
6: well we can't get any more
4: what does that mean <laughs> how hard can it be
6: you don't want to know we're
3: crying out loud like you can go to the grocery you store can't, yeah <laughs> yeah can they have
2: capers for breakfast oh, mommy dear mommy dear <laughs> are not capers that's not the song but uh, But that's exactly what I was thinking it was like is this seriously like is this a breakfast in America bit might
3: be it's in the
2: pickle section like they're
1: there and then we're interrupted by uh I think she's still beautiful Luann uh, wearing some of Peggy's clothes. She
2: looks very grunge. What are you doing, Luann?
7: Looking pretty in public is just asking for trouble. So I borrowed some of your clothes.
3: It's funny because I thought those were Uncle Hank's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And like that where she that's where she would go to look unattractive, but she goes to Peggy's closet yeah. instead.
1: And that's and that's the shame too, is like, um this behavior that like Hank's kind of uh, leaning her towards where she can't come out about it, she's now feeling like she's got to fix it inwards and prevent the problem. What's her problem? Right, and so... Like, it's,
2: it's her fault, is what she's feeling. Now,
1: that's exactly right, and so now she feels like she shouldn't be, quote-unquote, like, asking for it with the way that she dresses, so she now needs to do this in order to deflect the male gaze.
4: Okay, I'm just saying, those two jars aren't going to get me through the weekend. No! No! The weekend.
1: Yeah. The weekend. That's two days. Yeah, so he, he, he definitely goes through, I think, <laughs> about a jar and a and half. Days. Maybe two jars a day.
3: Yeah, so after Bobby's ushered out, this is when Bobby, or sorry, Hank, feels comfortable to tell Peggy, because Peggy brings it up. She's like, Hank, what the hell is going on? And this is when he closes the slider <laughs> and tells her about how that dolphin
6: got fresh with him. It was the dolphin. He uh, attacked me.
5: Hmm, I see.
6: No, it was more than that. He... Uh, remember the movie on Lifetime? You know, what Gregory Harrison did to Valerie Bertinelli?
5: Oh, my God. Oh, I have never... Well, actually, I have had a dog hump my leg. Oh, it doesn't feel good, does it?
2: <laughs> Phew, let it finish. It'll stop.
1: I <laughs> tried really hard to find what special that was because Valerie Bertinelli, Valerie Bertinelli's been in a lot of specials from, like, 1988 all the way up to 1999, maybe 2001, like a lot of TV movies. And I tried to find one where it was her as well as Gregory Harrison. Harrelson? Harrison. Harrison. And I couldn't find him in any of them. And I looked in his and I tried to find one of his with her in it and I couldn't find an overlap. So I was getting frustrated. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, and then when I Google it, there is this one that comes up.
2: In a child's name?
1: In a child's name that comes up on Google, but I didn't watch it, so I can't confirm. And I don't, when I, like, open it up, I don't see Gregory build uh, as a cast member. So I'm, I was a little confused, and I apologize to our audience that I don't have an answer to that one.
3: I'll forgive you. But Peggy goes on to talk about the Dolphins' organs.
1: <laughs> now, guys, I think it may be, she might be saying, body
3: no she said organs
1: <laughs> yeah but roughly in proportion to body size is are you are we sure it's bobby's size i don't know oh
2: no I, i'm not sure but that's what i heard if she said bobby's
3: size that's fucking wild. that's Wait, why
2: i want to say it's Bobby's size did you think size. he said she said bobby body size
3: i thought she said bobby's
2: yeah that's what i thought
3: she said. and but dustin makes more sense i really hope she said Bobby's size i'm hoping she says
5: body size
3: Cause that's fucking weird, man.
5: Come on, just let it all out. It is so horrible. I mean, that creature swimming at you with that hungry look, waving his... I mean, does he even have a...
6: It's a mammal, Peggy.
5: Oh, well, then of course he would. I'm sorry. He is a mammal and would have mammalian organs, roughly in proportion to body size, I'm guessing.
3: It's body. It's body. Okay, that makes me feel better. I can sleep good at night.
1: I know. I was I was a little bit worried about you guys cuz I know you guys had mentioned that earlier.
3: <laughs> okay, well that's good
1: I have know. no comment. Fair enough.
2: But now the guys are in the alley and Hank has he's felt pretty good that he's opened up about his uh his victimhood to his wife. You know, what's 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 telling his friends, you know? Like his friends are there for him. We'll so a- he opens up to his friends in the alley and he says that uh
6: It's the Dolphin who ought to be ashamed of himself. (laughs) (laughs) It happened to me. The same thing happened to me six years ago. And four years ago. What?
2: He went back. <laughs> he did go back. <laughs> he went back. B- he gave it two years.
3: Bill's reasoning for that was so bizarre. When he's like, I oh, saved up. I was going to be a new man. I was going to be the big shot swimming with the dolphins.
2: Yeah. To me, that sounds just like good advertisement.
3: And Hank got bought off by a whole basket full of swag. All it took Bill was one breathable undershirt. But you know,
2: he's gotten use of that shirt. Oh, hell yeah. And he called it a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that was about. I don't know
2: what that was about.
1: So, obviously, Hank's upset with this. And and he's now feeling like, you know, he wasn't the first person that was bought out
3: by these criminals. hmm
2: Well, so. I think he fees... This is hitting close to home, because now he's Bill. Well, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. And now he's gonna He's gonna bring the fight back to Lagrunta. He's gonna round up everything they bought him off with Starting with the microbe beers That those guys are drinking that's currently right, That's correct And then he goes into the house He rips the shirt off Bobby grabs the capers La
2: Grunta <laughs> Yeah <laughs> And
3: then he uh, Even the slippers
2: from Peggy Wanna pass me a Grunta Molica? Out of the freezer?
3: <laughs> yeah, Peggy's trying to hide those giant slippers And then Hank's like Nope Even the slippers, Peggy And she's like, whoa what does it matter? Like they're just they're just. Yeah, a parasite. That's not gonna
1: buy your dignity back, Hank. <laughs> but and uh, obviously it is though, because that's that's what this is all about. Like he wants to go buy his dignity back mm-hmm. by sticking it to them and and showing them what they've done to him.
2: Now I'm not gonna get into the final thoughts on this part, but do you guys think that that scene had anything to do with like being a victim and like like you throw the baby out with the bathwater kind of a deal like that? It, to me it seems like Peggy's still trying to profit off of this abhorrent act. But like,
3: do you mean like in that example that like, Hank, Hank can easily throw away what he was bought off with. Like it takes two minutes for him to round everything up and return it and throw it back to them.
2: But it, not just that; it affects everybody else in his house. But very and his mildly. Friends like very mildly but that's the thing it's like these are the benefits that they would like to reap from his
1: mis-
2: from his yeah. yeah his misfortune and so it's like they're like oh well the the slippers are fine or it's like well this is the second time Dale's been seen drinking this beer and he's already ripped on it but he's happy yeah. to drink it so you know it's like everybody else in your life is comfortable and like would rather you not rock that boat but you're like no fuck this I'm going to rock the boat it's like I don't know it's like It's like taking the Bill Cosby show off of Netflix or wherever. It's like, oh, there's a ton of other actors in the Bill Cosby show, but it shares Bill Cosby's name. So it's like, do you really take all these things away from all these other people because of one person? Like, but it's like, I don't know, like a reverse sort of thing because Hank's the victim.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I get what you're saying, but I think it comes down to it's just a bunch of junky shit. And Hank knows that he knows they'll get over it. It's nothing substantial.
2: But that's, again, that's the interpretation. Yeah.
3: At the end of the day, is Hank's choice to make.
2: Or I just, I just wondered what your thoughts, because when I was watching that scene, I was, like, thinking, like, how Hank's, like, gotta go, and, like, Hank has to be the one who is the victim, but he also has to go to all of his friends and family and say, like, all those things you enjoyed from this horrible experience to me... I have to now strip away from you, mm-hmm. and I don't know, I just wondered how that made you guys think.
6: Yes, that's so true. You're so wise. There, take it all back. I don't want your payoff. What do you want? Money? Publicity? I want to see to it that no one has to go through what I went through, except for a female dolphin. You sign the agreement. Our lawyers will do what it takes to protect the good name of Lagrunta.
3: Hank wants publicity. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: And and then like after like Hank storms off, like you really see where like this dolphin trainers like where his motivations really lie. That dude's jealous of Hank.
3: Why must you speak through guys like him? Why is it never me?
1: Hits, that,
2: Hits him in the face. That's
1: what reminded me of that documentary.
3: So, <laughs> yeah, that dolphin's smarter than the trainer, <laughs> not into him.
2: No. So yeah, the uh, the guys at Hole Seven, who they just cannot seem to get off of this hole. <laughs> Can't sink that part. So Hank Hank comes back and he sees them. They stuff like a like some bills oh. down Luann's bag. Down shirt. <laughs> And so Hank goes up and hey, grabs hey, the dude by the Who's ass like the guy? and then okay, also by I'm the shirt and drags him over to the pool and
1: chucks him in. And this is what I was mentioning earlier when we were at the hardware store, where the guy's just like, man, it costs, you know, 800 washers to park here. <laughs> and then he he's just like, okay, okay, I'm not handicapped. Are you the parking guy? Like, <laughs> like That's yeah. what he's saying, because he didn't pay for parking. So that's what he oh, thought he was in that, trouble for. So
2: I thought when he said, I'm not handicapped, <laughs> I thought he was a golfing reference.
1: No, I think he means the like, Are you the parking guy? Like, okay, I parked in the handicapped that makes stall. Sense. Like, okay, so he's, he's
2: a double asshole.
1: He's a double asshole. Yeah. yeah.
2: I thought that not, I totally thought that he... He meant like, like a, a golfing, golfing hand- handicap. handicap, which I like, mean, it would
1: have been a fine time for our reference. But mm-hmm. that's what I—that's what I think it yeah. was about.
2: No, that makes more sense because yeah, he does say, "Are you the parking guy?"
3: Mm-hmm. And Hank, Hank sees his opportunity because it's like. Besides the fact that these dudes are harassing his niece, it's just like, he can't go kick the dolphin's ass. He no, can't, go kick, he can't right. go kick anyone that works at the hotel's ass, but he'd say, he can yeah. see this asshole on the golf course and be like, okay, buddy, like, you're getting everything.
1: Mm-hmm. And then it's nice, too, because, like, uh, after he grabs this guy and is now manhandling him to the, the dolphin pit, we see Luann kind of break free of her. She strips off her Ooh, right. uh, yeah. peggy clothes. Go ahead,
7: run, because I'm so running away from you. From now on, I'm going to dress end. Any- and you're just going
3: to have to deal with it. Like, his buddies run. Like, the other three guys all pile into one golf cart and peel off because they're that scared of Hank, while this loudmouth's still like, fine, I was going to go for a swim anyway. Like, I love this. Look,
2: people pay a lot of money to go swimming in here. Like, (laughs) thanks, bro. (laughs) Well, we already know it's more than a round of golf.
3: Yeah, it's 150 bucks, according to Bill.
2: Is that what he says? Yeah. Okay. (laughs)
6: you think you can touch anyone you want anywhere you want you think it's okay because no one says it's not okay you threw me in the pool good job i don't care
4: i was going for a swim anyway you know people pay a lot of money to swim in here (laughs) so you gave it to me for free thanks pal Hey, I owe you one. Maybe I'll buy you a beer. Hey, hey, what are you? What, hey, oh, hey, 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 hey! hey ah,
3: oh. It all goes south. Like, you see that kid who's like laughing, trying to take pictures, and then yeah. like when he like starts he's helping, like, him, he's uh, oh. <laughs> like, I don't want to see that. And I guess, I mean, that guy must have. Well, I guess a lot of people witnessed that. I don't know if he was like, he made a fuss or what, but the next scene, there's a crane lifting Duke out of the pool, and like, this is the end of the dolphin encounter experience at La hmm
2: and
3: that traitor is so sad, and he's crying, yeah, he really and he's, is sad. and apparently Duke's going back well, to the ocean. So.
2: Again, I mean, uh, Hank's not a member. That, mu- that guy must have been a member. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, because I mean, he's on the green every day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when a member complains, you probably, you, you gotta you to you make some changes. And
1: I mean, judging on the size of that pool, not big enough for a dolphin. Like, it's probably pretty inhumane.
3: Yeah, and there's one member of the Hill family who also wasn't keen to what was going on that was very sad about Duke's departure.
6: Let's all wish Duke good luck as he begins his return to the ocean. Goodbye, Duke. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. So long, little boy.
4: Goodbye, Duke. I love you. Mom, can I have a t-shirt?
1: And Hank nods, allowing Bobby to get his t-shirt, which he deserves.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, Luann brings it back to uh, when animals attack.
1: That's right. She, she, she wonders if now he doesn't mind if she sends off the tape to animals attack. She wants his permission. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
3: And uh, she already assumed that he would have said yes. She, <laughs> she'd already sent it off. And they got to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that brings us to the end of the episode and most of you know that when there is the end of the episode it brings us to our final thoughts <laughs>
3: Adam, why don't you go first? You, you, go ha- go first? You, you have to go bathroom.
2: <laughs> I have to go uh, pretty badly. But I will say that um, I love this episode. I think it's very, extremely well written. Um, the fact that the B plot is there from the beginning, but it just marinates until like the third act when it becomes apparent how these plots diverge. Um, how like it starts out with Hank trying to teach Luann a lesson yep. and then it ends up with Luann learning a lesson from Hank, not necessarily the one he tries to teach her from the beginning, but one that he eventually ends up teaching her. And then Hank realizing the error of his ways and about facing and being like, no, I have to set an example for this. And it's nice that he actually gets kicked someone's ass. When he has to set that example. So, I like, I think that this episode is just, ext- like, extremely good. This is, uh, we're on a roll here with a couple good ones in a row. Um, this one is, uh, it's, uh, it's it's certainly one I've been asking for. I don't know if it's my favorite this season, but it's one I've been asking for. Like, this is how I like to see Luann in this show. Like, she's used perfectly in this episode. It's not like, what was that other one? Uh with rad where she was kind of like
3: she was her character dipped up and down. Her
2: character wasn't consistent. And in this one, I understand her character from the start and it's the Luann that I know throughout and I love it. And Hank too, like this is how, um, Hank trying to teach her a lesson ends up teaching him a lesson. And it's an important lesson. I do think that like, if we're going to get into that, like the, the, like, the whole, like, the guys, like, being extremely, uh, inappropriate. Fresh. fresh. Let's say fresh. Um, like, that's, like, I don't know, like, that's not one, like, I wouldn't see Hank as a character doing that when he was younger, but, like, I don't think that Hank as a character understands that or has ever had to understand that. Cause I, he's a very straight laced guy. Like he wouldn't, he's not that guy. And, and just him being attacked by the dolphin puts him in that position where he needs to learn that and understand that. And it's at the same time that Luann's going through similar.
3: Yeah. I think it was a really great message for Hank to deliver Uh him being the tough guy. That he is, and, like, it, it served a really great purpose. I think they did a beautiful job of parlaying it to just a great King of the Hill episode, where it was, like, you don't even really realize, I mean, like, until the end of the episode, where it was, like, wow, like, that was a really, like, I don't know They how... tied
2: it together without you really thinking about it. Exactly, yeah,
3: like, it... It had, like, the humor. It had the guys. I mean, like, it wasn't, like, the most, like, laugh out loud episode no. that I've seen. But, like, it was a really great King of the Hill episode. And I really think looking forward, it's a very good, um, like, look ahead. Where, like, more episodes are um, story-driven as opposed to, like, just, you know, the characters being themselves. Where it's, like, they're they're going to new places. They're doing new things. They're experiencing new things. And I think King of the Hill has this very subtle way about going about it. And like that message, it's like that was 22 years ago. And it's still never been more true than it is now. So it's like, yeah, it was great. I have no complaints. It's a good episode.
1: Yeah, I got to agree because it's the, the word that keeps coming to my head. Like while you guys are talking and while I'm thinking of my own final thoughts is balance, right? Like... It, this episode does a really good job of balancing characters, story, you know, greater themes, like, like, you know, like you said, like the lesson, like what they're teaching. So I found that, you know, with the jokes that were in it, the characters that we saw, all of it balanced really, really well. And I would kind of put this as like a standard kind of where I'd expect or want a King of the Hill episode to be. Like, there's no element of this episode where I wish something was different because this is just what I want to see out of the king of the hill episode um, so I, I was quite happy with it um, not a whole lot to go in on for research but at, sometimes that's a good one where we can just kind of enjoy it <laughs> for what it is
2: well we had a whole lot of personal anecdotes
1: that's right and so uh, it's nice that, that like this is this is a show that can make you you know relate in any any way that you want and so I mean I, I don't have a lot more to add than what you guys have said already so I guess I'll just Give this episode eight cents to feed my family and enough cu- <laughs> <laughs> and enough jars of capers to last the weekend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love it, and I love that, that like the C plot is Bobby and running capers. out of capers. <laughs> That's the C plot. <laughs> That's I our love, love balance,
1: it. Baby. So I guess with that we have to give this episode one final round table.
2: We we we're Tonya.
6: A child.
1: Want to hear more, Order of the Straight Arrow? Join the
2: conversation on Twitter at UtsaKothpod, or follow us on Instagram
3: at OotsaCothPod or look for us on Facebook at Order of the Straight Arrow, a King of the Hill podcast.
1: Catch new episodes every Sunday night. Please share this podcast with your friends and feel free to contact us by email at OotsaCothPod at gmail.com. Please, no hate mail.
6: Yeehaw! Hey, what you crying for, boy? It's this is a good show. This is a damn good show.
1: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are our own and in no way reflect the views and opinions of Mike Judge, Greg Daniels, or Fox Studios. The external audio used in this podcast is not owned by the Order of the Straight Arrow or its affiliates and
0: is presented in good faith to its copyright owners. Please don't sue us.